Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Man, rough week. But it's over. Now I'm enjoying listening to the rain and getting my podcast on. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? Man, I can't call it. I got three more days off till I got to go back to the grind of work. And this is just shitty. Why can't you just get paid to sit at home? I thought you worked from home. Man, that's different. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I actually, I I don't want to do work at home and get paid for it. But no, everything's good. I had a beautiful uh, New Year's. Got to see the family. Um, tried, oh my god, I tried out some black eyed peas for the new year. This recipe online killed it. I'm just saying, okay, okay. step your black eyed peas game up. You, you made the you made it, you could, yes, from scratch. I found this recipe from this brother. I wish I could, I wish I could shout him out now. It's a Philly's best chef or something like that. Hmm. He had the ham hock in there, he had this uh, Creole season, yes, the butter. I, I, I tried that halfway through the cooking process. I was like, god damn. I actually had to go on YouTube and dap him up. That's how good that recipe was. Nice. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're getting your culinary skills on. Now, I don't know if you saw. I made a post on Facebook. We're getting closer to you know the Paisley Park celebration, and I was kind of asking you know what people thought we should do. Should we do an event? And that's this, that, and the third. And oh, I, yeah, I, saw that. I jokingly said at the end, you know, how about a barbecue in the alley? <laughs> but I swear a lot of people were like, yo, man, the barbecue thing might be the joint. Like, maybe you should do something like this. So, so I'm actually seriously considering, like, you know, figuring out that, get that, you know, do some sort of cook, a cookout type of thing, a barbecue. You know, I don't know how, you know, the weather is a little funny, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was so, just about to- Go ahead. I was just about to say, it can be a barbecue, but it better not be in an alley in Minnesota. Nah. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> we we right behind Paisley Park, across the street. Grill. <laughs> I'm like, you can be there. <laughs> I'm going to be at the hotel. <laughs> I was already thinking of like a flyer. It was like, and, and we do serve ribs. You know, so like, <laughs> kind of play off of this song. But anyway, anyway. Um, man, let's get into it. What, what a week. Uh, you know, the whole conversation right now, of course, is on R. Kelly once again. You know, there's the um, Lifetime documentary um, that is currently going. I think that the last night is tonight. And we've talked about R. Kelly before. Uh, you know, this thing's been going on for quite a bit. But I'm now sorry, it's... can I interject real quick? Uh, okay, I'm going to cut, yeah. cut off my intro, but go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to make how funny it was that the first podcast juice episode of 2016, we were talking about R. Kelly. And here we are three years really? later talking about R. Kelly, the first episode of Man. the year. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's once again in the spotlight. Uh, and this time, I think what one of the main things that was different is, you know, they've made a point to get the uh, victims or the women that are in this and put them up front and let them sort of speak so you can see them and hear their story and stuff. I mean, a lot of this stuff we, we knew before. Um, so just want to open the conversation up about this. There's a lot going on here. Uh, my take on R. Kelly has never changed. Uh, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this up front because I want to keep this 100, and, not, and I'm not gonna be like PC about it. I do think that he is uh, uh, a genius in music for what he has done. I, I can't take that away from him, or I can't just take like the talent that he has for doing songs. Before I knew of any of this foolishness, uh, I had bought. I know I've bought at least one R. Kelly album back in the day, and I have bumped many of his songs, you know, back then. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know I played a lot of his stuff before, uh, and I always thought, like, you know, he was. I when I first heard about him, it was vibe. You've got that, okay. And I was like, okay, you know, he's trying to do Aaron Hall and go get your money. You know, he's coming up a little bit. And then, you know, he kept doing his music stuff and it uh, kept getting better and better. And, you know, of course, when he does like uh, Believe I Can Fly and different things like that, I was kind of like saying, I was like, wow, you know what? He actually is a very good songwriter, like to, you know, and can be very versatile with it. You know, again, not knowing about his personal life or any of this stuff. Even when the uh, original Aaliyah album came out, I knew that she was a protege of his and I was like, oh, okay, she's basically singing over his tracks and he has a very, he has a certain style and I can hear that in it. And I was like, this, this stuff is kind of cool. Actually, I think I may have bought that album. Matter of fact, back in the day, I used to bump that, bump that album. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, you know, dude does his thing. He's R and B. And then I remember thinking when I first heard about the marriage annulment, after the fact, I was like, whoa. And I didn't realize that she was young until that story sort of first broke. And this was probably in Vibe or one of these magazines. I used to really read those back in the day because it wasn't really, you know, internet heavy like that. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. Like, what what the hell is this guy doing? (laughs) And then I remember, like, she separated from him. And then she came out with her own stuff. And I was probably more so starting to follow on some Aaliyah shit at that time because I think that's when she resurfaced with Timberland and of course that was when his sound was the new sound of the day you know it was so groundbreaking and I was like wow she got another hit and I didn't really pay too much attention to R. Kelly per se but more in recent times as all of this stuff has come to light over the years of all the foolishness that was going on I was like man I don't know. It's hard to listen to his stuff or I don't know if I can listen to it. Um, there was a story from a few years ago. Maybe it was when you when we talked about it in 2006 and it was a story online. And they really dug deep into all the different cases that he had and what was really going on with that. And then I was like, this dude is crazy. Like he's really awesome. All the shit, you know, sick. And that's when I think you really started to see, you know, the separation of in that conversation of man. I don't know if I can separate his artwork from the guy is too much. You know, uh, this stuff is too heinous. But he was always it was always uh, some hearsay stuff. Either you believe what he said or you believe the, 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 the person making allegation. And then there was the thing with the tape. And the tape to me was like cut and dry, like that's him he did that shit but i guess he got off 
and was acquitted or whatever because they couldn't prove that the girl was 14 at the time and i think they tried to say she was 17 uh so they couldn't charge her for that or whatever but but anyway with all of that said uh to me i can't really well i can't i can't fuck with r kelly uh again do i think that he made some great music and he has talent in that oh, yeah but his personal life and his real actions are just so like ridiculous to me and sad and like evil that I just can't give him a pass for nothing. Like, uh, somebody you could say, well, that one's lying. Well, yeah, they are they all lying? And then if you just get into the, the details of some of this shit and, uh, you know, this thing with his wife. And the people, you know, the people around him are just as deplorable to me. At a certain point, I'm just like, "What are you? What are you doing? How are you around this? This dude's got kids with him. Like, I, that's what it boggles my mind because it, it boggles my mind even more so now because, like, you know, my children, my daughter, is in that age group, and I can't imagine, like, a grown dude being around a young kid like that. To me, they have no sort of similarities at all unless you they they dad or something i don't really see how you can even be around kids of that age group particularly of the opposite sex so it's just uh you know i can't even fathom how people were around that and listening to you know his upbringing and his brothers and stuff it's a whole other conversation about abuse you know sexual abuse that you know is a curse unto itself and then you know to see that sort of curse manifest and continue on with him as he starts doing this to people and and that's what the sad part about it is to me because it's like that's a learned behavior it's usually sometimes that's done to kids and i've admitted on this show before that that happened to me thank god (laughs) that i you know didn't turn uh to me like r kelly turned into the predator like he was the kid that was abused and that person that abused him was this was a predator pedophile whatever and then this guy grows up to be that in the worst way which is sad because you know whether it wasn't no counseling or nobody he didn't say nothing or it was brushed under the rug and you learn about i think he's in his own words you see you learn about things you shouldn't have learned at such an early age you start doing that on other people and then you throw in you know the entitlement of being a star and having money and people just answering saying yes to everything you do yeah she goes out of control so he has become this predator and it's just it's sad because then he's destroying other people's lives other the, the curse continues on you know, and I'm not, and also I, I'm jumping around here just getting all this out. And it's not a black thing either. You know, this is a society thing. This thing happens to all kinds of people. You know, I have to look at it as, as a man, as a parent, father, and look at the kids' point of view. They didn't ask for none of that stuff. And when it is, exposed and done to them it's important to catch it 
and get the counseling and conversation started so that that doesn't breed and turn into something else and turn these kids into the most evil people. And then they just, you know, get caught in this whole thing and then they become the problem. So to me, this R. Kelly thing is it's an example of a of a curse. And now it's just. You know, it's out there for us to see. There's a conversation of, you know, should we have ignored him earlier or should he have been called? He was called out earlier, but still, was there an element that he was able to flourish? Of course. But that happens in a lot of situations. You know, the same way I they, I, I see they, they're spending a lot of time and energy on this story. This is what, a three-night thing? And there's two mm-hmm. episodes per night. Think about that. how much production this this story got right like Bobby Brown's story the da, 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 they didn't do two episodes a night over three nights you know so this is an in-depth breakdown and which is cool but I want to see I also want to see the other ones that so we can expose all of them I want the in-depth surviving Weinstein I want the in-depth you know uh under the table of the White House with the Clintons I want all, all, all that you know bring so we can really start snuffing this stuff out and exposing it so they can all be dealt with you know uh so just as as powerful as this work is on this documentary there there needs to be all we need even the ones that are bigger than r kelly you know arguably i would say a weinstein probably has more power and influence than r kelly did obviously more money and it's probably all these a-list celebrities that are tied in who have been who had to fight against him or were in this. So, so we really need to blow this whole thing out. So I, I love that they got the R&B cat, the cat and we're going to deal with that. But I would make sure that we, you know, have that same energy. We can have the, you know, double episode, three-night run to break down some of these other cats, right? Uh, surviving Kevin Spacey. Uh, you know, so we want, we want to see all of them. But anyway, I'm, I'm all over the place. I want to go to uh, Aunt Pooh, man. Just what, what were your, some of your thoughts watching this uh, R. Kelly show? Uh, it was really surreal. You know, I have an 18-year-old and a one-year-old girls. So I'm just sitting there thinking that, wow. You know, part of me is like, that would that would never. But then the other part of me is just like, you can't control everything and that's kind of the sad part um there was one thing you touched on on the trial as far as um uh, him getting acquitted um sparkle that was uh one of his uh i guess proteges um <clears throat> who for my money i think is a little trash myself she mentioned that the girl nor her parents came forward and even said she doesn't know that they were bought off but she was kind of putting it out there that she thinks um, R. Kelly got to them and paid them off. And then they actually spoke to one of the jurors. This had to be this, he had to be in his 60s, maybe even 70s. He had a thick, I believe, Eastern European accent. And he was saying, you know, well, just look at the girls, the way they were coming in there, uh, dressing that way. I didn't believe him from the start. I didn't believe none of the stuff that they said. And I just sat there, like, kind of sad, like, wow, my dude, really? Because you don't like the way they dress, you know, you just dismissed everything that they said and let him go. Um, just, just overall, part of me feels like how how much was he enabled? 
you know, you're seeing these people, and we had the discussion in the Discord chat, and was going at, you know, uh, the one of the background dancers, Javonta Cunningham. And, you know, you're seeing this stuff, you're hearing this stuff, you're helping them to a certain extent. Like she said, you know, like we were sneaking her out of our hotel rooms. Now, maybe she didn't know that she was going out and doing stuff with R. Kelly, but at the same point, you were with Aaliyah, that is. You were aiding this. And then once you knew, I I really have a problem that 20, 25 years later, now you're saying something. Now we're knowing about you and what you saw. And it's and it's not absolving our I'm not absolving R. Kelly whatsoever, but I do have to look at the people that are around him that that enabled this. I mean, his wife said the dude couldn't read or write, so he wasn't booking plane tickets, bringing these young girls out and getting hotel rooms and things of that nature. And to an extent, I mean, I hate to, I really hate to go at a parent whose child is going through this, but I I do have to ask the question: Where are these parents? And I'm seeing other news stories and other people from Chicago and and even in the um. Even in this this uh, this documentary, you know, some of these girls are talking about how their friends uh, were saying their mothers were pushing them to go meet with them. You know, he liked young. You know, he liked them young. And I'm just like, this is just lost on me. Like, how can you be okay with this? So it's just really sad. But I hope, just like you mentioned, but I hope that this just doesn't get labeled a black community problem, because as we're seeing. This is societal. It doesn't have any race, any no borders. No, it's not a country thing. This is societal. Where you're seeing these older men preying on these younger women and being allowed to get away with it. So I, I, I the focus is on R. Kelly, but I hope. It, and I'm not saying oh, this, I'm being some black pride. Like oh, well, what about white on white crime? I'm just saying, let's not just try to internally within the black community make this just a black problem and externally let them think, oh, that's just in the black community because I'm sure it's in the white community, the Hispanic community, the Asian community. It's in UK. It's in China. It's worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's typing in the background, but yeah, I mean, uh, you brought up a uh, sparkle uh, and then the other young lady. And there's a couple of people with throughout this documentary uh, his brother Bruce, uh, for for instance. Oh, that nigga is trash. <laughs> and uh, I can't think of the the gentleman's name. It was his last name was Smith. I think he was his assistant or something. I can't remember what his position was. But he was a guy who said, you know, I got the forged documents for the marriage uh, with Aaliyah. You know, cats like that. I I can't understand as just man as a man like. You don't even have to know that she's 14 or what the exact age, but you know damn well these chicks is mad young. There's no, I don't really understand how you can like, you know, co-sign on that or just go along with that. It just, that boggles my mind. I, I don't care who, who the dude is. It, that's a kid, man. That's a child. Like, I don't understand how you can be like, oh yeah, you know, I saw R. Kelly in the, the curtain full of back and he was having sex with Aaliyah at that moment. And again, I may, I, I may be forgetting everything should stop and you should be like, nah, bro, you going, you know, 
this, you're going to stop or I'm calling the cops. I, I'm doing what this ain't happening. Like this is these kids, man. There's really no like I just don't understand how they can allow children to be in that mad, madness. I can see, you know, there is a place for thoughts and, you know, people want to do something consensually and they they know what it is oh you coming to the after party or whatever you know exactly you want to meet nelly and then and they get it popping and it's agreed upon that oh, listen i understand all that that's grown folks business but kids they ain't, they can't be and not supposed to be in that world and even if the child's trying to finagle their way back there once you figure out that that person is not of age you supp- you the adult are supposed to cut it. It can't be you no know, well she was fast and they was fast. Nah, those are kids. They don't have the brain <laughs> capacity, wisdom, uh intelligence and respect to not want to be in that fast world. That's what they want to do. You supposed to be the gatekeepers. Nope. I'm going to make the decision for you because this ain't right, man. You ain't even lived yet. You don't even know what you're doing. You don't even understand the consequences of what's about to happen. You can't even deal emotionally what's about to happen. So I just, I can't boggle my mind. That, and, you know, when I think about R. Kelly and I'm like, man, this is a dude that knowingly preyed on kids, man. Like, it's no pass for that. I, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to not understand how he ain't got hurt. After all this time, like, I just can't imagine, like, how does somebody, and that's when I, I have a problem with these parents, because how does, to me, it would be on, I'm not, and I'm not going to be doing a tough talk, oh, this is what I would do, but if you knew if somebody had touched your child, how do you, like, when they say carp, carp, carp I can't even, can't even, carp, carp, yeah, there you go. How do how do you do that? Like how do you just like okay, let me figure out a way that we can smooth this out, so I can have a conversation with you and we can keep going forward. There would be no conversation. It's like yo, you got to go down. There's no amount of money. That's why I don't understand all these lawsuits of payoffs and all that. It's like yo, keep your money, bro. The kids can't be for sale, right? Now I was listening to um. Tasha K, she's a huge YouTuber. She's been doing stuff on R. Kelly uh, all last year. I think she had his brother or other people related to him. Now, she got, I was wondering if they were going to touch on some of these stories in the documentary because not only is there's these things with the little girls, there's these other stories with R. Kelly and dudes. Now, I don't know if they didn't want to go there in that show. Lifetime ain't that crazy, but. You go check out the, the Tasha, Tasha K uh, coverage and, and interviews about this over the last few months. He's on some whole other stuff, you know, on that LGB, whatever. That's the other side of the game. But she said she had something very interesting in there. She was talking about uh, Aaliyah and her uncle, who I believe was uh, R. Kelly's manager at the time. And she, and she was saying that one of the ways that... Uh, he sort of was able to finagle out of that situation was he turned over his publishing to Barry and or Aaliyah's family in some capacity. And she was 
saying that that one song that R. Kelly came out with a couple months ago, remember it was like talking, he had like some 19 minute song or something. Oh yeah. I apologize. Uh, one I of the things he was singing about is that he was broke and he had to stay on the road to make money because he wasn't making money royalties or something like that. He was old money. And I don't have this concrete information, but I listened to her show the other day and she was talking about what well, she was saying that part of the thing that how he was able to get out of that was that he ended up signing over his publishing or he may have got swindled to do it, but either way, the publishing goes to that other dude, you know, the uncle and R. Kelly not knowing how to read or write them papers he's signing and probably one way of him getting out of, you know, being sued by that family was to turn over all his shit, his, his publishing rights. And I was like, man, still, that's still putting a, a dollar sign on your child. And I just, but, but then the other part, I was like, man, this is, this whole story is so crazy. Cause even if some of that is true, then you'll make you wonder, did they let that go Say down that? so that they could you know, sort, of, sort of finagle that situation? Wow. You know, I don't know what the, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, you don't know what to believe it is, but, uh, and I was trying to look up the other day, like, what is the status of his publishing? And I kind of was seeing a few little articles sort of touch on, like, yeah, he's not getting the money from those, but it doesn't, I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to go and see who actually owns the publishing on that. But somebody go right. look that up. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, what's, give me the name of the song or any of the songs in particular that you believe have been Maybe like Bump over. and Grind, like some of his bigger. Bump and Grind, all right. That would be the older things. And I know like the stuff with Aaliyah is not on any of the streaming sites, like the actual albums, because this gentleman is Barry something. He's the one that say, I ain't, no, I ain't have it. He does have control over that at least, but I didn't know. Again, I don't know if this is true, is alleged. I just, what I heard on Natasha K thing, you can go look her up on YouTube and, and listen for yourself, but it just adds more layers to all of this. It, it's a damn shame that this brother, I say brother loosely, this this individual R. Kelly doesn't know how to read or write. He he got to be in his forties, right? He got to be in his fifties. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's older than me, but if he's okay, he might be in his fifties. How how are you after you have all that money? How do you how are you not just going to go ahead and get a GED and get somebody to teach you how to do that? I mean, you have all the resources in the world. Why why would you be in your fifties and not know how to read or write? It don't make no sense if you got millions. Couldn't you go get a tutor? You got more time to be chasing young girls, filming and having sex and having harems. But you can't take the time to get goddamn basic reading and writing. I just I, I don't understand it. But that's the mindset is is so wild and crazy. That's why I'm just saying, man, we as grown people, young people. We need to really look at this situation. And this is the, like I said, it's a curse, man. It's, it's so ridiculous. And when you put money, power into it, and then you have a person who's twisted, this is how, what, what this is what happens. And again, this ain't the only one. We've heard countless stories. You can go back and read uh, the Weinsteins, the, the Louis C.K.'s, uh, the Kevin Spacey. You, we always talked about, man, how are these dudes, they just pulling their junk out and they're just being with a chick and just start busting off in front of them. Like, who does that? But this is the sickness. These are the type of cats that's in this entertainment industry. They be on some other stuff. <laughs> and they think they is cool. 
Like they've been given a green light through so many situations and they have so much power. They don't have no regard for respect, you know, being respectful to, to kids, women and dudes and, and men and women, just people in general. And they be given a pass by the people around them to conduct themselves in this because a lot of these people around them don't want to mess up their check. It's as simple as that. Oh, he, you want me to go get you some girls, R. Kelly? Yeah. All right, I got you, playboy. Yeah, let me go get these young girls. I ain't messing up my money. Hey, man, why don't you just see that girl? Yeah, but, you know, man. Nah, man. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, Big Sexy, what what's your thoughts on this? Thing? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, first of all, uh, there's so much going on here because a lot of it is, like you said, we are talking about young people. We are talking about children. The age of consent is there for a reason. Now, Mr. Kelly, I was not a giant fan. And again, I will recognize his talent. I'm not ready to give him genius, but you know that's neither here nor there. But I will recognize his talent. But God. Years ago, when I was uh, just out of law school, I believe, I heard about the tape. And I didn't believe it. Because I had seen a tape on Chuck Berry, of all people, which was like, dude, really? And then I saw the tape. And it's just like they played it up in the boondocks. It's him. It's him. You know, I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? It made me uncomfortable, and that's saying a lot. It made me uncomfortable. I'm like, this is wrong, and I'm just waiting for the storm to erupt, and it never came. I'm like, something's wrong here, and you you both talk about people enabling him, and again, I go back to that Boondocks episode when you had all the people out front of the courthouse saying, well, we like, like him because he can sing. What? Damn what a person can do. Damn their talent. Damn their ability. Damn their art. These are young children at risk here. Uh, recently, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We saw the thing, and well, there was something posted in Discord where I believe, from, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the woman is, is Jovante, that one? Yes. She said someone walked in on our Kelly doing whatever to Aaliyah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do you walk in on a grown man and a child and you let that shit go? You just tip out the room. Oh, excuse me? No. No. And I'm not saying everybody needs to break bad and be macho and all that shit. I'm saying that you stop it somehow. If you aren't physically, you know, about getting in that, that's fine. Stop the train. Wake everybody up. Make a call, do something, get this man off of this little girl. That simple, you know. And and but the problem is, too many people are about their paycheck, and they're about well, you know, ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does have something to do with you. And when people say to me, "Well, you know, I, I don't know, you know what I would do? No, I don't know what you would do. Do something, because there's no there's no other answer than I would stop this fucker off this child, period. 
Uh, I got to give it up to Dream Hampton. She is the executive producer behind this entire thing. And she has been on this thing for years. And no one's really paid attention. And that's horrible. That's horrible. A lot of the victims and witnesses on the documentary, I'm going to say it, some of them came across as just not credible. That's just the way it is. Some came about came across as about this is my 15 minutes. Let me you know make it about me. It's not about you. It's not about you. Uh, the the old guy on the on the jury. I've seen this happen a million times. That is a perfect example of what we call jury nullification. There is always one person. That's why we, that's why we attorneys have to exercise as much care as we can in selecting our jury because there is always one person who will fuck it up and you only need to get in a defense attorneys i know this I, I am one all i need to do is get one of the 12 to see it my way and i get it not guilty that simple and these attorneys got to this old fart he saw the girls and well they shouldn't dress like this really they should have thrown his ass off the jury from day one. But he slipped by somehow. I don't know. And in music, there is a song that we've all heard called Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Old song. And if you've been to a sporting event, I guarantee you, you've heard it. It goes, da-da-da, hey, da-da-da, that song. That guy turned in his computer for repair, had gigabytes of child porn, and they went and got his ass. Why isn't R. Kelly being dealt with in the same manner? The guy cruises high schools, and he cruises the mall looking for young people. Someone, and I hate to be a broken record here, but somebody needs to put hands on him. This is wrong. This is flat out wrong. And it needs to stop. Now, anybody can say, I like his music and all that. And I don't want to get ahead of what we're going to get into later on, Mike. I really don't. No, go ahead. But again, when you talk about an artist and his art and the person, my understanding and observation of over 50 years has been most, no, all artists. An artist will make something, it could be visual, it could be auditory, it could be tangible, whatever. But they all say the same thing. This art is me. This is me. This is who I am. This is what I what I do. This is my passion. So when people say, well, I can separate the art from the guy, no, you can't. It's the same fucking thing. Period. All right, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. well, it's, that's what's interesting. That's one thing I did learn from this documentary is that a lot of these songs were based on real life situations dealing with these young girls, you know, so and it, so it's hard to, you know, now when I hear, you know, and it's so sad, you know, they had to pull Michael Jackson into this, but that, you know, song, uh, You Are Not Alone, knowing now what that meant, I, I can never listen to that. Like, not that I would listen to it already, but there's just the fact that that just really ruins it because there's no separate, I can't separate it from that i know what he's singing about you know when you hear the person he's singing about tell you yeah i was having a miscarriage and then he just blurted this out and blah blah or you know the other guy 
it was in the studio. I was like, yeah, I'm in the studio, and he got naked girls in there, and clearly they're underage, and he's, you know, she's butt naked, and he's filling on her booty, you know. And then he has a song called "Filling on Your Booty." It's like, uh, these songs are odes to pedophilia and just <laughs> madness. Like, yeah, no, nah, I can't ride with that, man. It's, <laughs> it's just sick, you know what I'm saying? So going to that question of can you separate the art from the person? I don't know if there's a, a blanket answer because for something like a song that is so almost personal because they literally referencing or talking about these situations. And maybe we didn't know that when you heard the song, but then when you get the background of it and somebody says, well, actually it was about him, you know, fucking around with young girls. That's what the song is about. You'd be like, oh, well, that ain't what I thought it was. So I'm going to keep rocking it. I was like, eh. That's when I, that's when I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Yeah, I can't get with that because to me, I feel like man, this this is a spirit in this song, man. Why you, when you hear music and they really get into you and make you feel a certain way, to me, I think there's energy in these songs. And if this song's about uh, uplifting, then you gonna yeah, okay, I'm gonna feel uplifted. This song is on some sexual shit. I might be on some sexual shit. You might not know that might be a, some sexual energy on some pedophilia or something. I don't. Me personally, I can't let that get inside. I, mean, I don't even want to fool around with that because it's just getting to your subconscious and you might start getting really, um, it might break down your barriers after after time to, you know what? Yeah, you're feeling all young girl's booty too or something. You know what I mean? Eh, you know, it's just, it's a gateway. I can't do it. But then at the same point, you know, there's other people, uh, you know, like a Weinstein or a Kevin Spacey. Uh, some of his stuff, it may not be personal in terms of the artwork. He may just be playing another role that's not him. Uh, but, you know, in his real life, he on some other shit. That, that's what, that's one of the parts of questions I want to ask, too. Like, do we just say it's a blanket thing? And when they say they cancel, they just, we're not fucking with none of their stuff regardless. Or, well, yeah, he, he did that one thing, but... That movie was dope, man. He was in that movie or, you know, I don't know. Oh, he called, oh, he was racist. Yeah, but he's funny. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that was separate. You know, I remember, uh, you know, talk about Eminem. You know, he got a pass, right? When them tapes came out and he was calling the black women niggers and bitches, bitches, this and all that. You know, when that tape first dropped, uh, I believe it was Benzino from the source. He was pushing that hard. Like, this is this is your king? <laughs> this is your man right here. But he got a pass. He said, oh, those was old tapes. Why are you bringing up old shit? He's different. Uh, same with Marky Mark, right? I don't know if y'all remember Marky Mark. He, I believe he got some police records on him. Yeah. Going out, beating people, race-related race violence. In Boston, shocking. Yeah, yeah, you know, slapping. Yeah, you know, that was back in the day. He, he a rapper now. Now he's a you know, big time actor or whatever. But that's the thing. Do we didn't we do we can Is he canceled or was he canceled? Uh, we can't. So that's, I'm just throwing it all out there. Like we, there's a lot. There's people who get passes. R. Kelly got a pass. There's a lot of. I, I hate to be that guy to say it right now. There's a lot of sisters. Well, that's them girls' fault. Why didn't they go up there? 
they know what he's about. Them girls is fast. Or, you know what I mean? There's a lot of caping that was that goes on for R. Kelly from some people. Not all. Mm-hmm. And we do that when it's the person that we like. You know, because they are a celebrity, because they created something that we like, and then we attach our own personal feelings to these pieces of work, we'd be the first ones to cape in and this goes for everybody, all races. We are shuck and jive for that person. You know, oh, well, it wasn't because we are so invested into it. But that's the danger to me of celebrities and things that we give these people a pass for things that if it was anybody else, we wouldn't even consider it. You know, and I, I to me, that's the reason, in my opinion, one of the reasons why Trump is in office. A lot of people saw him on The Apprentice. And know that he's a celebrity and just figure, hey, damn all that other crazy shit. He knows what he's doing. I've, I've watched him on TV for years. So he's a, that's my guy. So what do you guys think about any of this? Well, you were mentioning, you were saying the celebrity we were given in the past. And I want to say, <clears throat> respectfully, I think you're wrong. Because non-celebrities are getting passes. You hear about that uncle. Oh, don't don't let the kids be around that one uncle or, you know, in the church, how things are going on. That's why it's, it's societal. Sadly, it is societal that we'll, we'll give the pass. I mean, you look at the Catholic Church. They, none, what, what, what album any of those priests put out? Well, well and, you're right. And I guess it's more to say these are people in power of some degree, whether it's you know, church power or they're the older family member power you know what i mean but you're but yeah you're right i agree with you though go ahead yeah so i mean and now i'm seeing the fallout the collateral damage of this this uh r kelly documentary is touching up some of these people in the record industry Mm -hmm. you know we saw the timberland tape coming out people are going after uh jay-z Talking about that, he made a comment saying that he first saw Beyonce at 16 and he said, she's going to be mine. And they started dating at 21 and they're trying to say they're, they're trying to say that he 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 was on his R. Kelly grooming her and, and whatnot. And part of me is just like, I think that's unfair. But you know what? <laughs> Some of y'all uh, turned a blind eye because he was creating a dope beat or he gave you a good song. So. Oh well, that's 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 your bad. Let me let me, you, add, let me add this to you real quick. I was at work and we were talking about R. Kelly, and my coworker he jokingly said this to me, but he said, "Oh, kind of like your boy Prince." And I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Mm. Oh, yeah, Mike, you remember you told me about that Maite thing, right? Mm. I was like, mm, "Okay." Now let me let me say this because I know that's going to, that's a, it's a trigger. I thought it, but I was, I was like, right. I'm not going to do it on trigger. my show. But see, here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm going to keep it 1,000. I don't care who it is. Because again, I'm a dad. So I'll be damned if I'm going to cape for anybody. But I will say this. I don't necessarily see Prince grooming. Well, no, 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 let me clean that up. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a conversation. That's definitely a side eye. You know, mm-hmm. and I think when that book came out, we were side eyeing her mom, right? Most people yep. want to side eye the moms. Oh, well, why would you allow your child to be in a situation? But I'm a, I'm a side eye all the adults. So that would be Prince too. Now, 
if I wanted to be funny style, and actually it's not funny style, if, I, if we really wanted to have a, a real conversation, now some people are going to say, well, that song was never released. True. But there is a song called She's Just a Baby that I, I actually really like this song. But listening to the lyrics and what he's talking about, I'm very curious, what was he talking about? Was this just something he made up? Because he's in the song, he's talking about a younger girl with an older dude. Now, that song didn't come out, but it does exist. So when, you, when, so when R. Kelly, this big story like this, and you're right, it starts to open up some other stuff that sort of is lingering that we didn't really pay attention to. I'm gonna be, I have to be the first one to say when somebody said Prince or something, hey, there are a couple of questionable things there. Not to say anything illegal or anything, but it's worth the conversation. So I'm, I'm not, again, mm-hmm. if, I, if I have to call the other situations out, I'll have to call out my own that I'm like, that's my guy, but not a, not a, no one's above approach. No one's above, you know, yeah, talking yeah. about. So that's, that's all I would say on that. I think that <clears throat> going through the song, She's Just a Baby, I've never heard it. But there are numerous songs, for lack of a better word, that acknowledge, if not celebrate, underage girls. Right now, in the back of my head, I can think of that song by Winger, 17, and 10 years before that, Rick James, 17. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of songs that sing that. And a lot, and again, I, I like Rick's song. I ain't going to tell that lie. But when you listen to the lyrics, he's like, I. I I mustn't do this because she's jailbait. That's a no-no. But all people have in their, in their core memory is like, she was only 17 and she was sexy. No, <laughs> no. You know, that's not helping anybody. <laughs> so too many musicians have been getting away with that shit for too long. And I'm not one for censorship, but if you do something or release something like that now, you got to deal with the questions that are going to come with it. Sorry, and, and and again, I, I'm not. Y'all can be mad. We're, we're keeping it one thousand. I just want to say some of the lyrics of this. This uh, she's just a baby song. Uh, she's just a baby, a baby, but she's my lady, my lover, my only friend. She's just a baby, but maybe she'll understand that I am made of a true love that will never end. People don't understand what she sees in an older man. They never stop to think that maybe I'm what she's looking for. They never take the time to look into her mind. They just keep on saying she's just a baby. But maybe one day they will see she's not such a baby. No baby is she. She's just in love with me. Uh, There's a lot of so, things to that. One, when when how old was he when he wrote it? You know, Right, and this was from the... I want to say this, is a, this must have been around controversy, dirty mind. I could probably look to see. It's from early 91. Excuse me, early 81. Excuse me. So he was 23. And it was probably more so a song about, um, actually, I'm, I'm reading Prince's, excuse me, uh, Prince Vault. Uh, where they got this information, I, I can't say, but it says uh, it's an unreleased track, early 81. Uh, most likely at Prince's uh, uh, home studio in Chanahassee, uh, that says the lyrics point to the narrator's love for a young girl. It is possible the song refers to Prince's relationship with Susan Moonshee, who was only 16 at the time they begun dating. Uh, now, again, I, 
just reading what it says. I'm not saying this is confirmed or anything like that. We're just having this conversation. Now, this goes on to say Prince worked on the track further in early 91 at Paisley Park in Chanahassee, and it was submitted uh, for copyright on 18th of March in 91. It's possible, again, it is possible that Prince revisited this track because of his uh, relationship with Maite, who was 16, when they met the previous year. Prince ultimately used the same lyrical themes for uh, the morning papers recorded in early December 91. During Prince's celebration in June of 2000, computer screens at Paisley Park uh, offered names of a selection of tracks that which users could vote on for inclusion of Crystal Ball Volume 2, and She Was Just a Baby was on the list of 22 tracks, but was not chosen by fans. Although the project was ultimately abandoned, the track remains unreleased. So there you go. But y'all don't want to talk about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after reading the, uh, I, I don't want this to become <laughs> Prince Three, but after reading uh, the Maite book and hearing the morning papers, I was like, maybe I was on my conspiracy theory. I'm like, he talking about what he's talking in the book, and I was just like, wow, because you know there were a lot of themes in that song that were very familiar. To, uh, what Maite was talking about, but uh, I'm not going there. Now, now you see. Now here's here's the one point we're gonna get off the prince, but but what, here's the here's the point though. See how uncomfortable? Oh, we don't want to go there. And so imagine if we was R. Kelly fans, right? And how they didn't want to go there over the years. That's all I'm saying. This is the reason why these things can happen because people don't want to be the guy that pulls somebody's coat. They don't want to be the person who stands and say, you know what, man, fuck that. This shit is foul, dog. Like, what's going on? You know, I, I'm not saying you're doing wrong, but, nigga, we need some answers. You know, we well, can't let that slide. So I'm just saying, it, this is that same sort of thing that's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to fuck up the situation, Michael. I don't know. And that's why R. Kelly was, when you're dealing with millions of dollars and it's the industry, hey, man. That shit yeah. might be true, but we I'm trying to get this check, bro. And the bag is more important or whatever this relationship is more important than we trying to be the police on some shit over here cuz I'm trying to get my shit popping. You see, you know what I mean? That's that's what's really that's why this shit goes on. Yeah, I I would say that cuz I'm like this is your show, you got the podcast. I understand. Well, right. I don't know if you want it how well, deep you want well, it. Well, I brought that. it up, but I, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But okay. I'm saying that's why that's the same way when nobody wanted to step to R. Kelly or maybe the people around him and say, yo, what's your boy doing, man? Oh, I know that's your job, so I ain't going to you know, mess up your blow your spot up, playboy. <laughs> but but that's what it is. And that's what we okay. have to try and, you know, that's one of the things we have to be cognizant of because that that covering that we do, on one hand, you know, it's a, on one hand, it's a certain code, right? It's like, uh, well, yeah, I don't want to blow up my man's shit, but he tripping and and to be clear this can have this is for a lot of different things even when you see somebody you know that you know they out of order like man he going down the wrong path with that that's not it but i can't really tell him that because you know i don't want to mess up our relationship you know i don't want to tell him yeah he shouldn't be doing it Nigga, you don't tell me nah bro i'm telling you see that this is when we we have to have these checks and balances we scared the checks from people and some people think they're above being checked or, or they have the power to deny 
Man, I ain't got to listen to you. You're fired. But this, is, but this type of thing, I'm going to say it right now too, man. There's a reason why a lot of these cats aren't alive. Because they don't, Whoa, you know what? what I mean? No, I'm keeping it 1,000. There's a lot of reasons. I was just watching the Whitney Houston, um, that documentary film on Showtime. They got that, that Whitney thing on there and I was watching that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man. And it was from a different perspective than, you know, the Bobby thing. It was showing, like, it really kind of was showing uh, that Robin chick. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting from that vantage point of watching it. She was probably the one that probably could have saved Whitney from some of the foolishness with the drugs and stuff. And once she was out the picture for um, for Whitney, there was no there was no boundaries. There was nobody that could that she would at least respect enough to listen to. And that's the thing when you get a lot of some people being these high positions, they already got their own issues in life, but now they, they got power and now can't nobody tell them nothing or scared to tell them something. They, the, this figurehead person can be on, it will be on a, a, the path of destruction and can't nobody, there's no checks and balances. And this is why a lot of these cats be dead. I, I'm talking about Prince, I'm talking about Michael, Talking about Whitney, you can go down the line. A lot of these cats, you, yo, who was his, who was his peoples that could have said, yo, MJ, what, you don't, man, c- c- fuck the tour, man. What doctor are you saying? Nah, man, let me be with you at all times. That dude is crazy. You don't need to be going under, whatever he putting you under. So you can say, nah, man, we ain't doing that. Fuck that. They don't have nobody like that. So, oh, they don't have no, yo, you just passed out, OD. Nah, man, we going to get you help right now. You ain't leaving my sight, homie. What are you talking about? You don't tell me what. No, I'm telling you, we can fight right now. You know, it's that. That's type. (laughs) There's no when the cats can't do that. Then then that person on some up can be on some other. There's no checks and there's nothing there to stop you from having your way, even if your way is destructive, even if your way ain't what you want to hear. A lot of us got somebody to at least say, yo, yo, you can't do that. Or they have situations where, no, nah, you can't just do Oh, you got kids, so no, you can't just quit your job and go do this. Or you got, you know, people you taking care of, so you can't just go run off and do this. Or you, you married, so you can't just go make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people, when people who got issues, now there's some people who got that power, but they may have grew up in a more balanced environment. And, you know what I'm saying? They don't have certain vices like that that can be that destructive but they may look at their finances and that could be the checks and balance and i ain't fucking i'm doing i'm dealing with general i was raised to understand generational wealth i'll be damned if i put myself in a predicament where that can damage that you know there's some people that think like that but some of us coming from nothing and then become all of a sudden the shit we're probably still harboring those same broke mindsets <laughs> and fears that you don't want to mess up nothing or you don't want, oh you can't tell me that I've always done it this way and this is what I mean. you're fired then get out of here you, I'm getting somebody to tell me that's going to do agree with what I say man you, you're going down a road bro or I like how you put it yeah. <clears throat> I like how you put it when you said look man you're not doing this tour well I'm going to do it then we're going to have to fight I like that because that's, sometimes that's what it takes mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you need to just stand up to somebody you care about and let them know, look, you're wrong here, man. Well, I'm right. No, you're wrong. Well, 
I'm, I'm whoop your ass. That's an ass whooping. Let's get take. this ass whooping popping. Yeah. Let's and just then, get it on then, man. And then if I lose it, then that's okay. You had to fight for that. And that's and then whatever happens, that's on you, Playboy. Okay. But you know that I was your friend first. And, and I was I willing to this extreme. Yeah, I was to willing to, exactly. And so if you want to if that's if you and this is something you want to fight for and you win, okay, then it's on you. But I did everything in my power to try and, you know, on whatever level you understood, whether it was a physical level or an emotional level or what have you. But again, it's not, a lot of people don't have friends like that or they already done cast those people off way earlier. Right? Because again, there's always so many people that's on the perimeter that want to be in that second right-hand man position and to mm -hmm. do whatever it takes to get there. And they don't always have the best interest of whoever that one person it was the same thing was and i know we don't we're going all over the place but the same thing in that that queen movie i didn't know the whole queen freddie mercury story but you saw in that movie that one dude that weaseled his way to be his right hand man fucked over everybody that was around him to get in that position and then had old boy just doped out turning tricks and having orgy parties and all this and kept him out the game for for many years because he just wanted his position you know it's the same type of there's always these types of people that you have to be very aware that want to get next to you they may not have your best interest they just want their bag yep. or, or whatever comes with it and they ain't hey if you they gotta burn through you to get it that's what they do but they don't to me it's game goofy because how you gonna let the cash man get messed up then the whole game is over <laughs> if the lead dude fall then you all fall. They ain't no, unless you on some real sneaky, well, I'm going to get my name on the paperwork. So if old boy do fall, I'm still going gonna, gonna to be around to, to re, get my book. You know, I'm still going to be the, the dude they have to go to to get everything. Now, again, some people are saying those people are there. <laughs> but but I'm just saying. This anyway. I'm going to open a can on that one so y'all can read what I'm saying behind that. But check your peoples. Mike, one more thing on this. Uh, I looked up, according to the BMI website, mm -hmm. uh, Bump and Grind is writer, R. Kelly, obviously, but it is published by Universal Music. Now, that does not necessarily mean he did not transfer his share. Right. You know, R. Kelly you know, didn't, didn't transfer his share because... All Universal does is they're administering the song. I doubt they have a full ownership. So it's very possible that, you know, Robert Kelly, I'm calling him Robert, that's right, you know, transferred his, you know, income from that to a third party. But it's still being administered by Universal. Right. And the person that I'm talking about, his name is Barry Hankerson. Uh, man, look at him, man, he's 71 years old. Um, no, very older gentleman, but that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, but again, I I'm not saying this is definite at all. So I'm just relaying what was said on Tasha K. So y'all can deal with her on that. <clears throat> um, any other things we want to talk about on this R. Kelly thing? Well, yeah, I was just thinking. Um, again, seeing the collateral damage, you know, people going at Jay Z talking about. Um, he got at Foxy Brown, who I had no idea when she uh, first did her first um, feature. She was only seventeen. No, no, I'm sorry, sixteen. 
Um, her first album, Il Nana, which was talking about having bomb vagina, she was 18. And okay. yeah. And so that means when she was rapping all that stuff, she was a minor. She was 17. And I'm just looking like, wow, this is just crazy. And I'm looking at <clears throat> I'm looking at the uh, songwriting credits. Jay-Z wrote most of that album. They're talking about him going after a meal. They're, they're talking about Rihanna. And I'm just like, damn, you know, I want to feel bad that he he potentially is getting slandered. But then I look on the other side, it's like, technically, you enabled R. Kelly. And if you have maybe cut, you know, exposed this shit, got him, got him out of the game a long time ago, your shit wouldn't be getting uh, brought up now. So I'm, I'm just wondering, how do y'all feel about that, that now that you know people are, they're mentioning Marvin Gaye about how um, he yep. um, had an affair with his wife's niece, I think it was. I don't so, think Jan was his wife's niece, but she was in that circle, though, I believe. I yeah. believe. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy, and I'm just thinking like, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost, and I probably should have took care of this. I should have took this guy out, and now y'all stuff is coming, seeing the light of day. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I need to, I need to see more receipts, but <laughs> uh, it doesn't look good. But it just speaks to, you know, I, I just say we have to safeguard our kids man so if you're getting them in this industry i hope the parents are there and are the chaperones and are looking over who these people are around that that just it just goes to show we gotta protect these kids you know because the game this industry they have no problem using these kids for whatever they want you know there was a I can't remember the name of the documentary, but there's a documentary about uh, Hollywood, how they would uh, get these child actors and they were working for this one agency. And it was essentially almost like a child sex ring for a lot of these producers. Uh, it's a documentary. I don't think anyone put the document would, would 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 produce the documentary in terms of distribution. But I believe it's on YouTube and it really goes in about some of these Disney stars and the management company that was you know, representing them and how it was really a front for this pedophile ring type thing. So it's, it's a whole big thing. You know, it's a whole thing with kids and entertainment, you know what I'm saying? That needs to be looked at. Um, and there's, again, yes, the people we just talked about and it, it, it's, it's cool. You want to start the, the, the J, excuse me, R. Kelly thing, which you should talk about, but there was even bigger, you know, there's a whole organizations, <laughs> that they need to be exposed and talked about that are way bigger than this. So as much as we spend and talk about this, we just talk about the ones that deal with countless kids and was roping them into these lifestyles. You know, again, I would love to see documentaries on, you know, surviving. What's my, my guy, uh, Brian Singer. Oh, <laughs> you know, when you get the bloodbath parties and these young boys and stuff. And he still got what was his last movie? He just had a movie. Oh, uh, the Queen movie. You know Freddie Mercury. So these are cats oh, are wow. still in the game. Now I think he got pulled off of that movie before they totally finished it because a lot of the shit was just starting to bubble in and they just you can't ignore it. But still doing big things. 
So we just want to make sure that we really go after all of this. You know, we capture it all. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot that they ain't talking about either. You know, it's one thing to go after R. Kelly. He's already past his prime. He ain't even, you know what I mean? Like, he's not active in the game. There's cats that's active, that's being funded by corporations. <laughs> you know, we need, that's what we need to really be putting the spotlight on. We do, let's do the multiple parts on those cats too so we can stop it, stop it, what's going on right now. Um, but yeah, last thing I just, the R. Kelly, R. Kelly thing, man, it's, it's, it's terrible. I felt bad. I was wondering, because um, I didn't realize he had children. That's what's bugging me out. It's like the uh, what's her name? It was Andrea, his yeah. wife? Yeah. And like, yeah. they have two kids. I don't know. If she said she had three kids. I just can't. I was like, what is his rel- that? He's somebody's dad. That fucked me up. I couldn't. I was like, ah. And he's got daughters. Like, how do they? deal with that it's just that that's what's sad to me i was like man I, I, I feel sorry for them man who wants their dad who wants to be that kid where their dad got documentaries on tv and he, talking about he's a molester a predator on women and girls like i feel bad for them man so that's what i'm talking about we have to shield our kids that's why it was men and, and as and i always say men first but women just as adults our actions fall on our kids and we don't be thinking about the ramifications of what we're doing sometimes maybe 10 years from now man your child gonna have to deal with it so now when your child becomes a teenager and you know how kids be imagine they get blasted with this i think she said somewhere in the documentary the kids was getting made fun of or something and they can't go to the school or something i was like that's terrible man it's terrible so yeah, man, it's just uh, it's a, it's a bad thing. Now, some people are oh, this is. I was watching my guy Tyreek Nasheed, and he was he was going, you know, you know, this is a whole thing that uh, how they're trying to push this on black males. I I will say I can see his point of view, and I would not be surprised if that isn't part of this, how it's positioned. But I'm only dealing with what that man did to these kids <laughs> that's it that ain't it so it's not a black thing to me now how they may be trying to push this says that to some people that could be entirely possible i would just say that the people who were on that documentary who comment about it you just got to be particular about what you saying and understand that your words are powerful so i think it was nelson george he said something to the effect of age ain't nothing but a number that's how they talk about it and I, I used to hear that in the barbershops all the time that that can be a problematic statement because one, time. I, I don't agree with that personally I ain't never heard nobody say no shit like that but you make it seem like oh that's what brothers talk about in the in the barbershop you know it's, it's sort of a dog whistle and I don't know again maybe he just wasn't thinking when he said that but you have to be cognizant when you're going to speak out in the public and you do have some sort of juice you that that's not the way to say it that ain't you know that's 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 some bullshit right there because that ain't ain't nobody i ain't i ain't never heard and any cat who would say something like that immediately flags go up like nigga what man go on with that you sound stupid dog like what are you talking about don't ever let me catch you i'll be y'all nigga i'll be your ass so that that stuff ain't never no one co-signs any of that foolishness i don't know 
what what he's doing or what barbers and super cuts or something the fuck he talking about but or if he has grass then play ball no like, yeah no yeah man he's he's wild and now but i will say that, I, i'm not mad at john Lynch, legend I mean, he's like, hey, I'm drawing the line. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm not mad at him going to, to speak up on it. He, I don't think he had nothing to do with R. Kelly. But again, he's one of them. He's the, he's like, I'm not tripping. I, I will talk about it. I don't care. Yeah, it's not. He's foul. I'm not mad at that because we need more people that can just say, yo, this shit is foul. It's foul. Damn your relationships and whatever you are. You ain't supposed to speak. Now, nah, I'm speaking, homie. Deal with it. So I, I, I'm not mad at him on that. Now, I'm not mad at those who decided not to be a part of it because they might not be really ready to deal with answering other questions. I can understand that, too. But but, I, but so I'm not going to sit here and be all because I saw the stuff about Questlove and Jay-Z, and, um, Badu, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, these these people, if they don't want to speak. You know, it is what it is. They got to deal with that. Now, I saw Dame Dash. He actually put a YouTube video up yesterday talking about it. You know, because obviously, you know, Jay-Z had two albums with R. Kelly, right? And Dame was like, you didn't see my name on them records. (laughs) I wasn't fucking with him. Now, I don't know, but I will say, but Dame, I did see you in the video for Fiesta. So I don't know. He forgot yeah. about that part, but <laughs> nonetheless, he didn't scrub everything. Yeah, nonetheless, and you know, again, that opens another conversation because uh, obviously, Jay, excuse me, Aaliyah dated Jay Z, and at the time of her death, she was dating Dame Dash. Yep, that looks that looks a little funny style. Now, but, but I don't know a whole situation. To be fair to Dame, she was 22 at the time. Well, yeah, I'm not even talking about her age. I'm just like, them, they, they boys, and they were both dating the same girl. I, again, they are on a, they are on a different. They might be a more mature tra- trajectory than I was at that time, but I, I don't think that would have really r- ride it if my man had dated you and then I'm. But again. They on Rockefellers. I don't, I'm not a baller, so I don't know. One thing I've just been looking into, Mr. Hankerson. Whoo! He was married to Gladys Knight. I didn't he know. was married to Gladys for five years. Has his own label. Uh, he's in the business. He's oh, not yeah. just some knucklehead. Yeah, yeah, no. he's, he's, you know, he's worked extensively in this business, but he's been sued a lot by people. You know, and um. He controls all of her masters, so if he does have that publishing, it would not surprise me at all, because he knows at the very least how to maneuver in right. this business. Right? Yeah, he's definitely you know? not. He ain't. He is thorough with it, and I would not be. And again, you're dealing with a man who don't know how to read and write. So I wouldn't I'm just be trying shocked. to stay out of the clink. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sign this, man. Just, I got you, Kelly. Don't worry about it. I, I don't. That that boggles my mind. There's so many things that boggle my mind, but the, how you, I don't know how you don't know how to read. I just, I don't even. I just, that's wild to me. I don't understand that. You know, and I've, we all know I've said it a million times, and I'm not going to go off on a side rant, but again, look at this Mr. Kelly thing, and 
you know, and as publishing, look, again, you've got to know how to protect yourself. You've got to go with people who are not about themselves, but about protecting you and what you do. And again, like you said, Mike, sometimes it takes, let's take it outside. <laughs> let's figure it out. Because so many people are just getting taken advantage of. Not to, not to say that R. Kelly isn't a piece of shit for what he did. Let's not get into all that. Oh, no, yeah, he's... He's foul. He is ridiculous. That's all I can say, man. It's just... Uh, <clears throat> all right. And then, like, you know, you're bringing up Dame and Jay-Z and R. Kelly. You just you just think, like, damn, you know, that, that young girl, Aaliyah, she got into the biz, what, around 12? Yeah. And that 10-year period... She here she was. I'm not gonna say being passed around, but R. Kelly, Jay Z, Dave Dash, that's just you. You kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the right word to. I don't want to say disgusted, but you, you got to give that a side eye. Like, damn, that girl didn't have a chance to 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 really grow up and have, and and maybe it's not um, a case of just only being her, but. You you have to feel bad that here they are these these older men and I I don't know if I want to say Jay Z and Dane preyed on preyed upon her, but it looks bad, it really does. Yeah, it, again it's a it's a thing, man. I mean that's a thing of you know dudes with young girls. There's a thing with that again, and we've seen it in that industry for for decades. Uh, so it's just. A, a symptom or part of a large problem uh, you know there's got to be checks and balances but this is why you, you have to really hesitate letting ch- children get involved in that life because they'll get ate up you know uh, they will get ate up p- p- parents will sell their kids for some money and you know again going back to the, go listen to that Tasha K thing and that thing she talks about one of the family members said she was in the house and R. Kelly was doing Aaliyah's mom. Oh. So it's a whole. Again, I'm just saying what's said on there. I'm not saying this was facts. It's legit. So don't come at me. I'm just telling you what I heard on that show. I'm Chatty Patty. But it just opened, <laughs> it just shows that there was a whole bunch of just dysfunction and questionable things going on from the top down. From the, you know, parents down. You know, I think the mom came out with a statement and said that that backup singer was lying when she said she saw Aaliyah having sex with R. Kelly in the tour bus. She said, I was around Aaliyah all the time. Well, then that means you co-signed the wedding? Like, if you were around her all the time, how did that happen? Right. Why? So it's, and I get why as a mother or parent, you want to say that the person's lying, but you know stop you know just i don't know man i don't even want to say anything else about this it's just uh it's sad we just have to protect our kids that's all that's just for everybody protect your kids no matter what they're getting into they might be going to karate practice or piano practice gymnastics tennis watch these people you know ain't nobody above approach ain't nobody above you asking them a question if they get offended well, how dare you? Well, you know what? Then get the fuck out of here. You ain't. Then you don't need to see my be around my kids. I'm gonna ask you this. <laughs> I don't care if you you your feelings hurt. <laughs> Talk about my kids, man. <laughs> get up out of here. I'm trying to. I don't know what y'all got going on <laughs> at all. Cause nothing, not, well, nothing would surprise me. 
You don't know what these people people are on some mother shit, man. So, hey. But anyway, it sounds like um, I forget my man's name, but that meme or gif or whatever you call it nowadays of that one guy saying, "Hide your kids." He ain't lying. He ain't lying. All right, and speaking of another thing, I wanted to make sure we put out there, man. Uh, there was a shooting out in Houston. What? I think it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, some of you may have heard about it. I just want to make sure people are aware of this and you know, whatever I can do to help. Um, Jasmine Burns uh, was shot and killed on Sunday near a Walmart along East Beltway. A road out in Houston. Uh, she was a young girl. I want to say she was like she was seven years old. She was with her mom. They were in a car. Uh, her mother, uh, LaPortia Washington, says she was taking her daughters to the store to get some coffee. Uh, when investigators say someone in a red four-door pickup truck pulled alongside them, alongside them and fired. Jasmine died at the scene. Her mother was hospitalized with in, in, injuries. But was released on Tuesday night. Excuse me. She and she and Jasmine's siblings had planned to go to the sheriff's office Wednesday morning to talk to a sketch artist so they can make a sketch of the suspect. However, Jasmine's 15-year-old sister, who was in the front passenger seat, started complaining of neck pain. She went to the hospital after glass was discovered still in her neck. Their six-year-old sister also now at the hospital after finding glass in her leg. Uh, the shooter described as a white male in his 40s with a beard. He was wearing a red hooded sweatshirt and driving a red pickup. His motives are unknown. Uh, there is now, I want to say there's at least $100,000 uh, you know, reward for any information. I know guys like uh, Sean King have put up some of the money to find this person. There's now a sketch out uh, on this alleged uh shooter uh this is a sad thing man they apparently they didn't know this guy at all uh it seemed like it was random uh and it's a seven-year-old girl gunned down you know by this dude this white guy uh and i i was reading that there was another similar shooting that happened last uh was it 2017 there was a guy that got shot. Uh, says a. Uh, uh, there was a shooting. Uh, the Harris County Sheriff's reported a, uh, explaining weapon, vehicle, and suspect described from Williams' case did not match the Jasmine shooter. Okay, what is it? I'm all over the place. There was another one at this. There was another shooting going to the same Walmart, the same road. Uh, a guy named Williams was uh, shot at multiple times by a white man in a pickup truck. Uh, a couple years ago some people are saying that wasn't a coincidence um, you gotta be careful out here man but, but the thing is I just want people to be aware of this story and for anybody if we have any listeners out there in that area man if you know anything man please call the police let people know what's going on with this uh, this dude needs to be found, man. I don't know if this is on national news or something, but this is a tragedy to me. I can't imagine if one of your kids was just, you were just driving to the store and your kid got shot. 
it just it don't it boggles my mind. I don't know where they're at with this investigation, but we they need to they need to catch this cat, man. This dude is sick. You know, I don't know if it's road rage, but it's 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 out of, it's it's un it's it's uh it's unspeakable, man. Unspeakable. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, yeah, I have heard of it. Of it, and what's my man's name? Sean King. Yes. Yep. He is out front on this thing, and a lot of other people are speaking up on it. You know, a lot of celebrities are saying, "Look, we got to get this guy, man. We got to, we got to find him." I'm, you know, I'm glad hopefully you. The... Oh, go ahead. I'm glad you said because I'm curious. Are are a lot of these celebrities? Wasn't there like something that happened? I don't know if it was last year. It was like some it was a Mexican kid or some white kid. It was something that was, and everybody was tweeting about it. I remember it was like. All the celebrities, and I'm talking about all the black celebrities, was all tweeting about it heavy. Yeah, uh, I remember. I can't remember the person's name, but they had gotten beaten up. I, I don't even remember. I just remember everyone was out there. Yeah, you did it. I need that same energy with this. Like, to me, it's just telling. And again, I'm not calling no names because I don't know for sure. But And I may not be paying attention, so I can be corrected. But I need to see that same going hard, tweeting and all that hashtagging for this man this our own children you know as much much as these cats do they'd be like oh you know they didn't pay me my right money or y'all go out here and boycott but where are you at when it's issues that hit the real people are you going just as hard for everybody else for your own personal shit that you be wanting us to get behind where's the and again I could be wrong, so you can correct me. And I'm, let me be clear: I'm drinking. I'm drinking, so I'm gonna be talking crazy. <laughs> but where is all of the? Where's Nicki Minaj and Cardi? They going hard. Don't support this bitch. Support me. Da, 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 da. Are they going on this one? Where they at? You want us to always follow what you got going on? Get behind you on your side of this. Okay, where are you at with? This? They done gun down our children. Are you? Are you going hard on this one too? So that's the thing I miss. I think is falling apart with the uh I'm gonna say some of these rappers and hip hop entertainers. Back in my day, cats, you know, we had public enemy, they were speaking about different things and people was going in and trying to get things popping. Now again, that maybe happens there and I just don't see it. But where they at? What why is this trending? And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Is this what they're talking about? Because we can talk about fucking the kings of R&B and this, that, and the third. They're gunning down our children. We don't know who did it. Are we caping on this one too? I'm just asking. Like we need to get our priorities straight. That's why I was wondering, is this thing out in the news? Because... I don't understand how this dude ain't caught yet. Somebody know who this this guy is. Are we putting enough pressure? Are all of our entertainers and thought leaders, are they speaking up on this as they speak up on all this other shit? But when they want somebody to do something for them, they'd be the first one. Yo, hashtag or follow, get my records coming out. Of, okay, we did that. Now, are you going to come out for us? And that's why you got to start thinking about somebody. You know how these people that we be following, and do they really have our interests at heart, or they just want our money, man? They don't really care nothing about the communities, or not. You know, 
they don't go they don't have the same energy half acid or they might mention it but oh man yo man uh y'all didn't buy my single or you know they didn't pay me the right way or uh the, the airline didn't let me sit in front class or whatever man yeah nigga we trying to eat out here and trying to <laughs> we're trying to protect our people <laughs> what are you talking about man okay we, huh they offered me five hundred thousand for netflix yeah huh <laughs> well, okay that's cool but it just shot out shot down our children are you standing up on the front line for are you are you going hard on that one too are you going to tape the recording conversations you're talking about to the da or the sheriff on this one <laughs> so that's when we have to really start vetting these so-called you know entertainers and people that we following so what are we really dealing with you know we got real stuff happening out here and we, you know I, I don't know man I, again blame it on the alcohol but i'm just asking the question we need that this 2019 we need that same energy on some real stuff too we got as much power as we got on these twitters and all that well then let's really put it to good use let's catch this cat or let's get the make them ramp up the organ the, the the conversation about it what happened to my man who got gunned down in his house Last I heard on that, the DA is saying, no, we're going to charge this as a murder. So let's see what okay. happens. All right. <clears throat> let's keep the heat on him. Let's keep the conversation going. Has keep, hashtag that out, too. Also, on the, since uh, we're, we're going to be revisiting things, the situation here about the young man who got shot in the backyard, remember that? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely. And his brother went to city council and showed out all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's that. running for, like, some kind of mayor or something? Well, he's, he said he's going to be mayor, but, yeah. Okay. The important thing here is... Don't you love me? <laughs> Sit down, <laughs> The important thing is uh, the DA is expected to make an announcement within three weeks on whether or not they're going to charge the cop who shot the guy. Okay. So let's keep an eye on that. Interesting. God, yeah, what was that guy's name? Levon or I forgot my man's son. name. He yeah, that man, what that was last year. What what a showing out that's what showing out and showing your ass going wrong. Uh, ridiculous. But anyway, let me get off that. Uh let's change it up. So we know that the uh the government is shut there's a partial shutdown going on right now. Right. Yes, there is. And uh, I saw there was a, I think it was a press conference yesterday where Trump was talking. I think one of the uh, reporters asked him about a, a comment that he may have made in a, you know, behind the scenes meeting. But he was like, yo, did, did you say that the, the shutdown could go on for weeks, months and or years? And he was like, yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that. I was like, huh? And I say, huh, because <clears throat> I was reading a story uh, about TSA agents. So there are certain uh, organizations or certain jobs that you they, they have to keep working even when they don't get a paycheck. I think they call them, I forget what they call them. They're sort of like necessity or whatever. Like these are the type of jobs they can't stop. You know, like air traffic controllers. 
TSA agents. I imagine there's probably some other jobs. But what is I saw one thing was going on is that there was a number of TSA agents that's calling out sick. Yep. Because they, <laughs> they ain't getting no paycheck. So I got a little bit here. Uh, I think this is from CNBC. It says airport screeners are calling out sick in increasing numbers while some workers are fretting about where their next paycheck will come will come from as a partial U.S. government shutdown enters its third week. The impact from thinner ranks at the country's airports has had minimal effects so far, according to uh, TSA. But the agency warned that travelers may have to wait longer at security lines. Um, some quotes from agents, one two-year TSA agent said he canceled his cable service and planned to look for a customer service job if he isn't paid by the end of the month. Uh, he says, it's terrible. Uh, speaking on the condition of anonymity because he was worried about losing his job, he says, you just got a deal. The agent also said TSA, the agency says TSA is grateful to the agents who show up to work, remain focused on the mission and respectful of the traveling public, public as they continue the important work necessary to secure the nation's transportation systems. Uh, another TSA agent said he was ready to dip into his savings to make ends meet if funding doesn't materialize. So his paycheck is issued by next Friday if he doesn't get his paycheck by next month. So everyone should have a plan for this stuff if you work for the federal government. Now, I know just by looking at some of the TSA agents when I go there, I can already see a lot of them is like, <laughs> shit, he doesn't have much. <laughs> Cause this nigga just said we might go for a year. Hell, now who, what is Trump thinking? Now I don't know if that's actually just talking mumbo jumbo, but these are real people. Like I don't understand. I know because I knew damn well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't make it. Uh, uh, we ain't getting paid. Well, hey, it was nice knowing you. Cause ain't no way in hell I would show up. And that's a job where they looking for bombs and other kind of foolishness. How are they not getting paid? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what do you, what do you think about this, Ant? I think this is just totally crazy. Uh, for me, what I, I haven't been able to get a straight explanation is, are these people going to get back paid for this furlough or being forced to work? They, they would get back paid, yes. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> well... Then I'm like, damn, now I'm like, okay, so what's the problem? It's because you're going to get your money, but... But what you if you don't have nine. no money? What if they just live in damn near, you know, check for check or yeah, two checks yeah. off? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, yeah, this is our government at work. It just, it makes no damn sense that Congress, they're, they're going to they're gonna get their money. I don't I don't know who's processing their time cards or whatever, <laughs> but these, those congressmen and senators, uh, Trump, he claimed he ain't taking that money, but he getting his money. But, you know, these people are out here in key positions. Like you said, they're supposed to be catching the terrorists that are coming in here every day that's trying to destroy us for our freedoms. And you don't want to pay those people? Nah, I, I'm not having it. I'm, I'm with them. I wouldn't go into if If you can guarantee, I would, if you can ensure that your job is going to be there when you, this thing ends and you go back, I'd be like, nah, I'm not working. Why? 
how can you put this on the people? And this happens more than you know. I know at the city they were they were uh, they had a budget city of LA. They were having budget issues, and they were telling people we're going to have to take furlough days. And it's just like it's just totally crazy. I say all of them don't go to work, don't do it. And but I will. This is what I will say. This is why I'm gonna be a fuck them. The ones that live in the red states that voted for Trump, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you just like oh, just like a old girl whose husband voted for Trump and she got deported. Fuck y'all. You had your chance, and this is who you got. Right. Well, and the other thing too, they said that uh, as long as this partial shutdown is going, they ain't issuing no. Uh, tax refunds so you can forget about all the little money you got coming until this thing is over you ain't getting goddamn thing now you do got to pay though <laughs> wait, wait, cut, how, they how can they make no you ch- pay hey that's if, how they <laughs> if there's a shutdown that means ain't nobody working so oh, if you don't no. pay no, 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 what no, are no. you gonna do irs is working that that department ain't shut down <laughs> there's just there's no irs customer service so you can't call them ask them all you can do is give them their money. They ain't cutting no checks until this to the gov- while the government is shut down. That's on they on there. I'm the government and I say so shit right there. But <laughs> but that's a cold move. Now I'm seeing this. It says uh, headline: Federal workers receive no pay while Trump administration employees get ten thousand dollar raises. Uh, while several federal workers are without pay due to the partial government shutdown, Trump has awarded senior Trump political appointees with annual $10,000 raises. Starting January 5th, cabinet secretaries, deputy secretaries, top administrators, and Mike Pence will be given their $10,000 pay increase according to documents issued by Office of Personal Management and experts in federal pay. Legislations will not be able to stop the change. Reports show that the pay raises are a result of the government shutdown. Show the pay raises are a result of the government shutdown. The Washington Post reports after lawmakers failed to pass bills on December 21st to fund multiple federal agencies, which allow an existing pay freeze to lapse. So somebody's getting a bread. Some people aren't. I think this is a very could be a potential dangerous game to play with people um you know a lot of us who don't work for the government this may not be an issue but you know a lot of people depend on their tax returns uh they look forward to that you know i feel bad for these tsa workers and even the um you know uh, airport i can't i forget the word the airport radar guys (laughs) i just said it earlier i'm I'm all over the place tsa no, the uh, they got the guys that sit in the the, the towers. Oh, air traffic control. Air traffic. Feel bad for them because they have to work, you know, without getting these pay, getting paid. But I think it's a it's a it's a dangerous thing to play with people like that. And you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down because you know my man wants to to fund that wall, and he's that willing. Mexico is supposed to pay for it. Well, that's that was game, you know, as as we all should have known that at the drop when he said that. But it's unfortunate that he playing you know, a game of chess and checkers and a game of chicken with other people's paychecks. You know, that's a, that's a dirty game, you know, but this is, this is where we're at, man. These cats, you know, they on some other shit like they're, Hey, 
we're gonna the bargaining chip is that nigga's paycheck. I'm gonna get mine, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna let it ride on his paycheck. <laughs> and, and you know, so it's pushing people to the limit. Yeah, people calling out sick. I'll be damned. Yeah, I'll be like, hey man, I got bills. I ain't these motherfuckers ain't ain't riding for me. So why am I gonna ride? Taliban, come on in. Now, I'm, now, if I was famous, boy, they would take that quote. <laughs> no, it's I'd just jokes. Joke. Yeah, I'd be it's done, joke. right? Then, then you'd have to apologize. Oh, yeah. Or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll say that when I do get big at some point, they'll, they'll go back and find that comment. That'll be my downfall. So I'm calling that out already. But anyway. Um, what they got to state was because I've been I'm in a number of groups with predominantly black people and it's amazing we they never mentioned the government shutdown till they talked about them refund checks uh, you know, <laughs> I, now they now they concerned now they talk about the government and how cuz actually put up put a someone put up a post saying is it true that he can keep this shutdown going for months? Is that legally possible? Uh, and I'm looking like, because, you know, the IRS, they talking about no refunds. I was like, of course, of course. Yep. But, no weave, sis. No weave. <laughs> but <Wow>. that, Jokes. <laughs> me getting on my conspiracy, brother, uh, I, I think I kind of got a CB theory to try out here. I'm thinking... I can see this now that he's doing this shutdown for all of these agencies that have government jobs so that then you're like, well, we wouldn't have this problem with TSA and air traffic controller and uh, park rangers and all these jobs um, that are federal government jobs. If they were privatized, the government shutdown wouldn't affect none of that. Hmm. And that, yeah, that I'm, I'm just trying to think is like because now you got all these people that are concerned about going to the airport or these flights staying in the air and you know being routed the proper way and I could just see someone that said well this wouldn't be an issue if it was privatized and government didn't have their hands in it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, it's out there, but I don't put anything past this administration. I damn sure don't put anything past um, a lot of these politicians that get these kickbacks from these private organizations. You know, I am not the the um, what's what I'm looking for, the governmental pundit among the group, but I've been following this case. I just looked into it actually about the young. I, I want to say senator or congressperson in the Northeast, Alexandria. I'm going to butcher her name. Alexandria something. Casio Cortez. Thank you. Her. There is an uproar of her dancing. Now, oh, let, yeah, let, yeah. Let's, let's, let's examine this for a moment. You know, she she got in. She has no experience, which is whatever, because you don't, you don't really need experience. But she got in. No one expected her to get in. She's in. All right, my thing is, all right, let's see what she can do. So now people are all bent out of shape because she's dancing. And I just looked at it. It's like a tribute to the movie... The Breakfast Club. I'm like, what is the big deal? Well, she's unfit. She's dancing with a friend to an old movie. What is the fucking problem? In college. Oh, and it's an old clip too? Uh, yes, it is. 
what, what happened was is the old clip got put out there, and people were trying to say, "Look at her! Look at her! She look at what she's doing! She should be a congresswoman." And then she decided to make a new clip. Like, <laughs> it's pretty much like, "Fuck what y'all say," and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do my Dougie and keep it pushing. Oh, she did it. Oh, go ahead, girl. Do I don't know if she did Dougie. <laughs> but if this is all people in bipartisan politics need have to to beef on. We ain't never gonna get shit done, man. Damn, she's in. Work with her, you know. Help, help her learn the ropes and let her see what. She, let's see what she can do. Damn. Well, she danced in college. Oh no, not that. That's funny. Yeah, I saw that clip of that person dancing. I didn't know who it was. I was like, oh shit, what's this? <laughs> and then it was like yesterday when I saw that. Oh, this was that one politician lady everybody be talking about so, okay I see why they be, they mad at her boy I already know what it is but hey that's a new, it's a new day man it's a these younger people who was young back in the day now they get in a position of power and they don't look all busted down and yep. they got different <laughs> ideas and these old yep. people, they mad man you know, you it's, know not what the, it is? it's not the same old you know, older looking, tired motherfuckers. It's like, damn, how is this? How did this person get in this position? You know, it's a different day, man. It's a new day. As as far as young people, younger people, getting involved in, you know, government at the federal or state or local level, this is how I look at it. It's like, and we've all been through this. You know, when you're in your twenties and early thirties, you go to the club. In your forties, that's over. You don't want to be the old cat in the club. And all these old politicians are the old dudes in the club. Mm-hmm. It's time to step aside, man. You had your run. You had a good run. Uh, arguable. But you had your run. It's time to cool out on, on the balcony, man. You out. Let's go. And yeah. let these young New Jacksons see what they can do. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a change in the guard for a number of reasons. But there's, you know, it's... Is women now different races, different nationalities? New blood. Let's see what the new blood can and, do. And that old school guard, man, they they're shook. You know, they're scared. They you think the this. power balance is about to shift. See, I don't think it's as deep as a power balance. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is probably why I'll never be an elected official. Too many of these quote career politicians know their phony baloney jobs are up now. You know, I'm a, fuck it, fuck it. Let's just go in. The former governor here, Jerry Brown, as far as I can see, man's never had a job. You know, he was governor back in the seventies, and then he was on a couple of boards. Then he was mayor of Oakland. Then he's governor again. I'm like, really? You don't work. So a lot of these cats are in these quote public service gigs, and they get in there and they want to stay there. That's why they fight so hard to keep these phony baloney positions. That's right, I said it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, a lot of the stuff. Excuse me, a lot of the stuff was passed down, or you know, you were chosen to be the next one, and it's just happening in all facets of politics, business. It's a new guard coming, man. It was a lot of these. You know, that's why they're so going hard on your Zuckerbergs and your uh, Bezos. A lot of these cats just came up on their own 
and got so much juice, money, and power. And these older cats that ain't got shit to do with they bread, you know, there's a threat to them. Because <laughs> it's like these guys are setting up infrastructure for the future. And we don't control that shit. And we ain't getting that lobby money. You know, these cats got enough money to go over our head and create a whole another lane. And it's just like, it's, it, and it just, it, it, that breathes down to everything. You know what I'm saying? It goes down to your local government where these new people are coming up and are getting elected. And, the, you know, you see the Obama, you know, the Michelle Obamas. Oh, they, okay, they black or they look younger or, you know, they they dancing or they doing and they got how they get all this money you know you see some of these people in entertainment how, how they get so much acquire so much money you know they didn't come through the old school and we talked about it last time what was that Kyle Jenner or whatever like, Kyrie Jenner how she get so much money it's not she didn't come up through da 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 how do we get a cut of that and you know how is you know uh, you know how was uh, Netflix? How they got so many people watching? They, they these people ain't getting a cut or uh, Comcast. What's going on? How you allow? We used to get all those millions of dollars from you, and we can do our legislation. But these motherfuckers then came up and they ain't even a part of this game. And they got more than you. Like what's so? This is a whole thing, man. That's it's a. That's why I say it's a power. It's a new power structure coming through where they, a lot of these older cats. They they gotta change the laws so that they can get that money off of these situations. Because a lot of these companies that came up in the last ten years, your Googles, your Amazons, Apples, who they ain't really gotta fuck with. They ain't never really fuck with a lot of these, you know, uh, tried and true situations <laughs> to get the power. And they ain't gotta pay nobody. You know, they ain't got. They didn't have to pay nobody off to get get everybody to sign up on Facebook. You know, that's why they're mad at Facebook. Like, God, these motherfuckers control people thinking. God damn it. And we ain't got no control over that. Hold up. Hold up. How is he able to do this? So it's just all a part to me. It's a, it's a whole big thing. It's a whole new game coming up, man. And they know it. And so it's like, well, how can we become a middleman in this situation? Because we can't allow yep. these companies to just come out and be making billions and shifting how things move and we don't have no stake in it it just and we ain't getting the taste yeah we're not tasting off of that you know we're gonna have to put some regulations on this internet because i'll be damned if we let another motherfucker get five billion dollars and we don't you know we ain't eating off of that shit there's no regulations like ah so that's why they scared man there's a whole different power shift going on out do here. you know what you're describing mike go ahead do you know what you're describing mike mm-hmm the mafia, we ain't got the, our taste. How this how this food pop up over here, uh, making all this money? How Frank Lucas pop up over here, making all this money <laughs> right. off of PCP, and we ain't got who, who is he? You you that's literally describe it, mafia. Like damn, that's how a government be like. I mean, you know, they got to come up. Look at radio and look at different. You know, we can't allow everyone to have a radio station. We not getting no money, so let's lamp. You know, put you gotta have a license, or you gotta you gotta be something in place, stopgap. Well, we gotta get a cut of this, cut of this, man. Uh, the taxes ain't enough. You know, some of these cats ain't paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, Amazon yeah. was Amazon figured the game out last year. We ain't got to, You know, it's a loophole on that, so they had to figure out. So that's what I'm saying. But yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the same sort of model, but that's. 
that's what it is, man. But um, anyway, let's see here. Um, oh, I wanted to shift gears a little bit, and hopefully, I don't. I'm gonna try and do this on the fly. Let's do something different. Uh, so Avengers Endgame. Obviously, that's coming out this year. It's a lot of different theories uh, that be out there about what it could be. I want to. I want to. Sh- I want to jump into this one. I didn't even really read this before we started the show, but I was kind of looking at this and just thought it might be interesting. This is uh, on Esquire magazine. Uh, this is one of the big theories that's kind of going around. Um, it says, uh, if there's one thing we know about Marvel, they love putting in hints and Easter eggs in their movies, piecing together at least some of these. I think most of what we have have happened since Doctor Strange or sometime after the events of Doctor Strange is part of a time loop that will repeat itself until it is broken in Endgame. Uh, this guy says, in the age of Ultron, Banner says to Tony, this is a time loop, which struck me as an odd statement given the context. That's not much discussion or mention of a time loop reference other than that exchange and in Doctor Strange where Strange puts uh, Damaru in a time loop. Dormammu. Dormammu, sorry. In a time loop to force him to quit his plans for Earth and sail the dimensional passageway. Um, he says, I do not think that Strange saw all possible outcomes. Rather, he saw uh, 14 million... 604 iterations until the heroes won. There literally is only one way to stop Thanos, and that makes even more sense because he is using the time stone which controls time. Alternate realities should be the domain, excuse me, of the reality stone. And I don't think we have seen the true potential of the reality stone, not the time stone. Though admittedly, of course, 14 million iterations might take the plot a tad too far. Hopefully, I'm not ruining all this. And Infinity War, when Strange concedes the Time Stone to Thanos, the stone is clearly glowing and thus activated. Since the events of Infinity War, Mm. at least at that point, are within the time loop. Even though Strange is dust, that does not break the time loop, as we saw in Doctor Strange. When uh, Damaru... (laughs) <laughs> repeatedly kills Dormammu. Him. There you go. <laughs> we are again reminded of that by Strange when he tells Ebony Ma, you will find a dead man's spell hard to break in Infinity War. He says, I believe the time loop is also perhaps another reason why the Infinity War movie is named as such. Think about it. The war against Thanos doesn't happen anywhere in universe, but only in specific locations like Earth, Xandar, Titan, nowhere etc several other cosmic places and entities exist in marvel's universe but are not party to this war though of course they would they would be affected by the outcome the war however is infinite in iterations in addition at least to the war being over infinity stones the events of infinity war on an infinite time loop though we see only one iteration until the heroes win and break the loop and in game, lastly, says Scott Lang is the wild card in breaking the loop. Since we went into the quantum realm, he may escape the time loop, perhaps by going to a time vortex mentioned in Ant Man 2. That would explain why time uh, vorsities are so wittily mentioned in the movie. Everything we see in Civil War and Ant Man movies is part of the time loop. 
but going through a time vortex while stuck in the quantum realm allows Ant-Man to escape the time loop. And then the guy says, uh, essentially what this guy is saying here is that somehow Doctor Strange trapped Thanos in a time loop sometime before the war so it could all play out over and over again until they go into the one result that worked. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, my my head just exploded. Yeah, I was kind of like, that was out there. <laughs> I, I I think I followed somewhat. You know, you trapped him in the, the the time loop, but the the rest of that, I'm like, God, I hope that's not what's to play out because that's going to be confusing as fuck to try to follow <laughs> in well, two and a half hours. One thing about Strange, and it's clear that Infinity War set up that this is going to be some type of time-based whammy. Uh, I don't know about the use of Scott Lang, who I think is useless, but I'm sure it's going to have something to do with it. But the problem is this, or the hole in that is this. Once Strange gave up the time gem, and assuming it was active at that point, why can't Thanos just, you know, say, take and say, oh, I see what you did here. Try to put a little, little hand grenade in here to bust me up later on. That's not going to happen. And just undo what he did. Well, I mean, I guess the thing is, is he has to recognize it, but he does, he's empowered with the all the other Infinity Stones, so he should recognize it, but I don't know. It's best to, that's essentially what I'm going to get into. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of I, I started getting lost reading. It. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how they do that movie and where they go next. I guess that movie sort of really has to answer the question of what's next for the Marvel Cinematic U- Universe. I guess because does does, does Iron Man survive? Does Captain America survive? Of course, these other actors, other characters have to come back alive because they're going to have movies. But I'm curious to see. It will set the tone of where things go moving forward. So I'm very curious to see that movie. I'm, and I'm not even that hyped for Captain Marvel. But I'm, of course, I'm going to see it. But uh, I don't know. I'm curious yeah. because, you know, I know Captain Marvel from, you know, back in the day and when they debuted this character. She was first Ms. Marvel for years. And only within the last, what, seven or eight years, she decided, look, I'm Captain Marvel, damn it. And has done her thing. And they've given her this new costume, which is more militaristic. And I guess to cover her all up to people, so people can take her seriously. I don't know. But let's see what she can do. Because bottom line, whoever's Captain Marvel, male or female, there's someone to be, you know, reckoned with. Incredibly powerful. So let's see, her, you know, whip some asses. Yeah, and 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 I and I obviously they're gonna. This is a way to introduce the scrolls. Yes. And all of that. So I'd be curious if they try to play the <clears throat> some of your favorite characters were scrolls. <laughs> no. Through some of these movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Yeah. My my thing is is. Because as huge as Infinity War is, and now the hype and anticipation for Endgame, I don't see how they build up to something bigger after that. I mean, I can't just totally dismiss them thinking that it's not possible. But looking through the history of uh, Marvel stories, I don't know what that could be. 
Well, I think they have a couple things that could be. One, they could play the the scroll game and say the next big thing is, you know, some sort of secret war and there's some revelation that somebody you thought died in this movie there could be, you know, the the, the after credit scene oh Captain America was killed and then, you know, maybe they do like <laughs> they kind of did Batman. I mean Superman and Batman maybe Superman. Oh, the shield moved or he or maybe he was a scroll. I mean, so there's there's that angle. But then they also I could see them. Their next big thing would be the sort of hint introduction of the X Men or some of these Fox characters. You know, they could throw that at the very end and be like, "Yo, there was a hint of you know Wolverine or Professor X or something." And this is where they could go forward. You know, oh shit, he just bumped. You know, he just Professor X just came to the Avengers, you know, headquarters. <laughs> like, whoa, you know, just. I mean, there's so many different ways they could. They have b- bigger things they can play toward later, but so, so I don't. Yeah, I don't actually see that as being a problem. Now I don't know if they have the balls or if they have the okay to sort of hint at those things in this movie. But I know I would if I was happy. Like, I think you just hit on it. They can use a secret invasion, you know, to expose the past Fox and non-Marvel studio characters as being scrolls, and then now they can do them right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up to, you know, I got to remember the stakes have to be so high in this movie because remember, half the population is gone. So I would like the, they have to address like the world has changed dramatically. And I'm curious, do people blame heroes or is the world in chaos, right? Because half the infrastructure is gone or, you know, so I'm very curious to see the world of the Marvel Universe could be so different in this movie because that's you can't hide the fact that half the population is gone. So I'd be very that's why I, I call in the question these TV shows because I'm like they can't take place after Infinity War because they can't. How do you ignore? Oh, the world is in turmoil. Half the people are dead and people don't know who to. Hope is gone and governments are scrambling or I, I don't know so I'd be curious curious to see what happens now when they when they fix it all with a time thing which I could see them doing then it may just open a door like this is a whole different reality and we might accept that right if they do it right if they say hey Deadpool I, I like that idea a different reality yeah dead you know everything was reset and things are different and you know there's a Deadpool or there's a possibility of the Fantastic Four or whatever that would be exciting. You'd be like, okay, I'm all yeah, bored but- for another 20 years of movies now because goddamn, what's... And then, you know, they may build up later to say, we're going to bring back the original heroes of Chris Evans. And <laughs> I mean, so there's so many ways they could go with this. Old man Cap. There you go. He really wasn't dead. He was locked away in some cosmic thing and you know, uh, he, Chris Evans is coming back and so is... Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, you know, six years from now or something. And then we've already built up these other heroes that you love, you know, you're obviously Black Panther and 
maybe they brought they introduced a wolverine or professor X, i mean uh mr fantastic and different things you know the, we have spider-man and all this other shit so yeah, i mean the sky's the limit actually but let's not be let's not get too carried away because when you start talking about alternate realities and whatnot <clears throat> let me uh hearken you back to the early 90s teenage iron man i'm not even familiar with it you were lucky because in the Iron Man book, before they did the whole Heroes Return and Heroes Reborn thing, some genius said, hey, let's make Tony Stark a teenager. It was awful. This was the same time where the same genius said, hey, let's make Wasp an actual bug. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean... Marvel was out of out of pocket back then, man. It was it was not a good time. Well, yeah, and that's the books. You know, the movies are a different beast. But I mean, again, they've got so many things they could do. I mean, obviously this is a Sony thing, but there's still the Miles Morales Spider Man that I Let's think up on that. Yeah, I think could work live action. You know, uh, as well, and there's a way to you know maybe they sort of finagle that into the mix. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of offices, a lot of characters they haven't yet to introduce that could probably be big, you know, just as big. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all eyes are going to be on this movie for sure. Uh, one thing we um, have to consider is how the Infinity Gauntlet story ended with um, one person, spoiler, 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 Gamora getting the Infinity Gauntlet and resetting things. Two, I think it was 24 hours prior to the everything happened. I think that would be a hell of a cop out, but it's possible for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. because because you're mentioning, you know, how do you move forward when this whole event happened? And at the same time, I'm thinking like, yeah, how does these stories uh, in these films go forward when we just when they should be dealing with the replications of not only half of human life, okay, I get it. Half of human <laughs> life um, gone, but then returning, because them returning, if if the uh, if the world knows that these people were gone and out of your back, that should freak them out just as much. Right, right. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know if they want to get bogged down with telling that story, because I would be kind of interested to see how does the world deal with half half the population gone. Yeah, and. <laughs> Again, I know my man Zack Snyder's over there. Like, I gave you niggas that Batman v Superman, but but it's all good. <laughs> you know how the world reacts to the superheroes. <laughs> the thing is, though, Thanos, even without the stones, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He is beyond Doctor Strange to deal with. Hmm. You know, Thanos is that dude, man. You know. So I want to see how they handle this. Now, if Strange did do a little whammy with the Time Stone and buried it deep in there, okay. But that doesn't mean he won't be back. But I do like how a lot of Infinity War was taken from the from the book. You know, at the at the end where he's sitting out there on the little farm with his Thanos armor and the Scarecrow, that's straight from the book. Let's see how they uh, get out of this. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, also, just an update, man. We have to tip your hat to 
to DC. Uh, Aquaman sitting at uh, 887 million. Uh. And just after a few months, I did not couple see weeks. that. Yeah, they they doing their thing. Uh, that's the biggest DC movie so far. So he is the whoa. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, at least internationally. I don't know in terms of domestic, but in terms of just full straight numbers, it blew past all the DC movies. So he is now Jason Momoa. Was Jason Momoa is, is sitting at the top of the table. It's <laughs> just like okay, shaking his head. Let me holler at that contract. <laughs> yeah, worldwide, he's number one. Yeah, so he's he's the he's the he's focal point. They can get off that Wonder Woman and Jason the Aquaman. <laughs> no one saw that coming. So, hey. So, and, what do you think? Speaking of which, what do you think is is fueling this box office? I personally think it's a, it overall was just a fun movie. I think people just enjoyed watching it. It was wacky at times. Uh, that's just my, I mean, yeah, obviously he has some appeal to it, but I just think the whole culmination of everything, the way it looks, and I think it's a fun movie. I think people just enjoy enjoyed it. You know, it was that those trailers, man, and those visuals were so out of the park. And you, like I said, a movie that has an octopus playing drums and, you know, dudes riding on sharks and different shit, it's just out there. And I think people enjoy that. It was a, it was a fun type of movie, which I think to DC, maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe it's okay to just, they don't have to be so dark, but people want to have, be entertained. At the end of the day, they want to have some entertaining shit, even if it ain't the best movie of all time or, you know. But it's entertaining. And I, I think there's something a lot to be said about people going to the movies and just having some fun. I think that's, to me, that's what it does. Yeah, this is definitely a referendum on uh, Snyder, in my opinion. It, it, you take this character that people were dubbing a laughing stock and you, you don't put him in such a dark and somber, dire film. I mean, there was just so much brightness to the film that yeah, DC, I probably should have been going this direction from jump. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I I I enjoy dark movies, but in terms of like if you're trying to just dominate or be the top box office, yeah, probably just a fun, bombastic movie is usually going to always sort of work work a little better than your you know, sort of dour movies. But again, you know, I think this was their first time to really just kind of say, you know what? The Dark Knight and the Nolan shit was so successful for us, but we don't have to follow that template. And I think they've always still been following that template of those movies. There was still that seriousness and, you know, it was kind of grim a little bit. And here, unlike Green Lantern, which I think sort of tried to want to have the fun thing, but it just all the execution was off. This one just works, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would say, I would not be surprised. I mean, they won't never do it, but I bet you if they did a Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds now, it would probably blow up. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. But it's not going to happen, but I'm that saying, ain't gonna happen I now. bet you now it would, though, now that they understand how to do him and how to do all of this. I mean, obviously, he's, he can do his thing in these movies, 
Daredevil stuff. I mean, uh, the thing Deadpool. is though, the, the Ryan Reynolds ship is is passed. He's Deadpool. That's it. So now it it is the field is wide open for DC to go John Stewart. Yeah, I, I think Ronald I Ryan Reynolds is is essentially Robert Downey Jr. In terms, uh, to me, they are played very similar. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like they're still the, they're that jokey kind of guy in these movies. Uh, I think it works better now than it did back then. I don't know if people, they, they I don't know if they wanted to. I think people were didn't know what to take of Green Lantern. It was too funny, not the right way, but it was like it wasn't serious enough what we expected. But looking at it now, I could see why it works now. Like, yeah, he's essentially still playing the same type of dude as Ryan Reynolds, which I don't think is that dissimilar from Robert Downey Jr. Uh, no. The way he plays those. I thought I was watching Iron Man 2. I think that must be on Amazon Prime or something. That's how I was watching it. And I was looking at it. I was like, God, his character is kind of different than he is in Infinity and Civil War even. He's still jokey. But he's a little more serious played now, just a little bit. But in those other movies, he was a damn fool. I just, <laughs> Iron, Tony Stark was a fool in Iron Man 2. Like, I can't remember Iron Man 3, but I was like, this guy is just joking. He don't give a fuck. He's, he gives less fucks in this movie as he does now in the later movies. He, they reel it in just a little bit. I mean, he has other people to play against. But it's very interesting to watch those early movies. I was like, wow. It's amazing that they are where they are now because Iron Man 2 is just not it's not that good to me, but it's like I didn't feel there was no stakes either because I'm like, who's this nigga's fighting a dude with whips? And he's struggling a little bit. Whiplash. He was beating the he's going toe-to-toe with Thanos, but the nigga was struggling fighting my man with the whips. I was I was trying to understand. I was like, how is this possible? But I was like, no, this is an early movie. Like they didn't they wasn't giving him no real threats. Like that's that's who they was fighting back then. He should have just destroyed that dude. But it's just funny watching it. Like, but I don't know. You know, I still think that Ryan Reynolds, you know, his success as Deadpool notwithstanding, I think he was miscast as uh, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan yeah. is not the funny guy. True. So they wasted him on that, which is again, which is why I think. That opens it up for John Stewart. No, Tyrese, I'm not looking at you. Hilarious. Well, he was miscast. Oh, I wouldn't say he's. Again, he was cast as Deadpool in a very different iteration than what he plays him now, right? But it was just the, they didn't know how to do it. Like they they had him not be telling jokes. Really, you know, he. Was, you know, you're right because when they had him in Wolverine. the Wolverine movie as Deadpool, where he didn't say anything, like the hell's this? It's like before he became the 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 silent guy, he was kind of joking a little bit when they first showed him, but then they made him like, okay, he's deadly serious. Now he can't speak, which was total opposite of what Deadpool really was. But obviously, I don't think it was a Ryan Reynolds problem. No. It was just didn't know what to do with him properly. And I would say the same with even in when he was in Blade. It took the focus away from Blade, which is a mistake. We didn't want to see that jokey dude. We wanted to see it. And if he was a jokey dude, we only wanted to see him get his comeuppance, comeuppance or whatever, 
from Blake. Like, <laughs> slap this motherfucker down. He's talking to, but they didn't show that. They didn't. They didn't want to do it that way, which is interesting because I, I was so deep into Blade. I had read the novelization of Blade too before the movie came out, and in the book, Blade was slapping the shit out of that character, but they didn't show that in the movie. Like, they just had him just kind of like go along with his wise mouth. But he never was like, yo, shut the fuck up. You know, so. Anyway. Which we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a Wesley show at one point. Like, when did, why did Wesley, why did his career tank? <laughs> and I always say it's because he choked out David Grower on the set. <laughs> Blade. Blade. What? Yeah, man. That's why he, that's why he got blackballed. That's exactly why he got blackballed in the game. I did not know this. Yes, sir. It was the making of Blade 3. And David Groyer, if I'm saying his name right. Sure. He was the writer of the Blade movies. And they let him direct Blade 3 because he was successful. And he was on track to write the Batman movies with Nolan. So he was like they next. They was they do. Like, yo, this dude. He about to take this thing to the next level. So he's let him, let's let him do this. And here come Wesley, who was beefing with him because Wesley wanted the movies to go in a different direction, more about Blade. They wanted to introduce Ryan Reynolds and I forget that other girl, his character. And so Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. And, and uh, Wesley was not feeling that at all. So Wesley was a problem on the set. He would stay in his trailer smoking weed. He only wanted to be in the scene if it was a close-up on his face. He made him shoot with body doubles for the other stuff. And he got into it so much with the director, he choked him out on the set. And then Wesley tried to do a lawsuit on New Line Cinema about it. And he didn't realize, yo, that's a part of Warner Brothers. They're going to blackball you. And that's their boy. That's their golden boy. If they're trying to groom up, you're not going to win. And so they, that's what happened. Homeboy went to go do the Dark Knight movies, <laughs> which became... You know, blockbusters, and they was like, "You put hands on that dude, you're not gonna work in this town again on some legit shit. You're not working on no real shit ever again for a long time." And that's what happened. That's when Westward all, and then the taxes stand came after that. But that's why he doesn't really get put in the game because, and then Homeboy obviously became the man. Dark Knight blew up. Uh, he wrote Man of Steel, I believe. Yeah, he wrote Man of Steel. Man. I did not know any of this. Yeah, man, I used to follow those cats heavy. If you actually listen to the the documentary track, I used to have the DV, DVD, and I love the documentary on the Blade movies because Wesley would do it. He, you know, but on the third one, he wasn't on it, and they was low key going in on him through the, uh, you know, during the the commentary. I was pissed because I was a you know I was a Blade fan. I was like, man, they clowning, but Wesley was wild. Yeah, he would own if you're. His uh, I don't know if it was Twitter back then, but it was on the AOL chat room, or whatever. Wesley would log in as Blade, and he would answer the questions as Blade. He wouldn't be Wesley, like he was so over the top with it. Okay, Wes. Yeah, he, dial was, it back. he was on some other shit, but yeah, they blackballed his ass over that. He choked out the director on the movie, so that was a rap for him. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he had. A, it was his nigga wake up moment. He thought he was the man. You know, this is my franchise. Uh, nope. <laughs> you got wow. that fucked up, homeboy. We'll throw you under the bus in a minute. I don't give a fuck. Fuck. Dude, you what can't did, what did Cube out. say? 
They'll have a new nigga next year. Yep. Can't check out the director, man. That's uh... Tyrese. What you doing? Q. Y'all want this role? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that that yeah, that was Wesley's, and it took. I think it was Brooklyn's finest. Was that what was that movie called? Brooklyn. The cop movie. Yeah. What was that movie called? Brooklyn something. I, I think it was yeah, Brooklyn's finest. Brooklyn's finest. Yeah. That was his first. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his first sort of major movie comeback after he had sort of been on these low budget things. I was they let him back in the game on that one. You know, that was his <sighs> first one. Then of course, you know, he did the Expendables. Those are trash type things. But yeah, he never had no. And now the no doubt now he's got this one with Eddie, obviously, but it's a Netflix movie, but it's still a, gonna be a big deal. Uh that comes out later this year, so that'll be interesting. Uh, the Rudy, the Rudy Ray Moore story. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Eddie, this might be a good transition. Uh the ghost of uh offensive jokes pass. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna come at him for uh uh delirious and raw when he goes to promote it. Uh, that's you know anything's possible, I guess. But I mean, shit, like, see, that's he kind wasn't of hiding though. none of that shit neither, though. They come after him for that. That means stand-up comics as a as a group are all going to be dealing with that because no matter who the comic is, unless I think, and you sent me a clip of Sinbad, and Sinbad stands in a very very small group of cats who don't work blue and who don't take shots. You know, sorry, in, so in don't joke. Work what? Hmm? Blue? What, what yeah, that, that means that's when you work blue, it means you work, you know, dirty. That's all. Wow. And Sinbad does not work blue. And other than him, I can't really think of a lot. You can't yeah. really think about like that. Yeah, I think I, I, I would be surprised if they pull jokes from people on stage and try to come at them. Now I could see if they it was something off stage. But it to me it would be hard to to try and hold somebody accountable for the jokes that they said on stage. Unless they again, the only thing I can think of is if it was something that was like racial possibly. But I just think when they on stage it, I don't see how you can really pull that and say now again they did that with the C.K. Lewis dude, but me personally, I don't consider him in the same league of no. Eddie, no. Uh, Richard Pryor, no, um, even Martin, or and I'm sure there's other ones, but I don't, I don't even see him in that league. So they would pull his shit, but I can't see them pulling. To me, like are they gonna pull Richard Pryor shit? Be, oh, he was, nah, it's, dude's he's grandfathered in. Like what are you talking about? That's, that's comedy. That's real comedy shit. Yeah. Agreed. If they they need to leave Richard alone, uh, cats like George Carlin, guys who were doing it day one. Yeah. Nah, man. Don't even don't even try it. Louis C.K. Again, I'm not saying he doesn't or didn't have a fan base. Uh, before I heard him about him whacking his willy, I've tried to watch his show. I'm sorry, it ain't funny. Nah, he ain't on no. He ain't on that level. Let's let's not play No, he ain't even close. No, he ain't on no Eddie. He ain't to me. Yeah, he ain't even on that level. And and I'm not saying he's not funny, but he ain't he ain't got no classics where everybody fucks with it. I'm talking about every everybody fucked with Eddie Murphy. I don't care what race, man, woman, shit was funny. 
had movies, stand-ups, Richard Pryor, everybody. Man, you, you could play some Richard for anybody. He could be talking about nigga. You gonna laugh? This shit is dude's <laughs> funny. It's Louis C.K. He don't have classics across the board. Can't somebody? What's a Louis C.K. joke? Those who are into him might be able to tell you that, but somebody who ain't who ain't following, they don't know. They ain't never ain't been never been no classic stand up that we all know and understood. Nope. Ain't been no movie that was classic that he starred in that we all. Even Eddie's wackest, wacker movies are cult class. You know, fucking Golden Child. Oh, that that was come on, man. See, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Some will argue that that's a cult, that's a cult classic. It was that's a wack movie, but it was a classic movie. It was a bad movie, but it was classic. Nigga, I even say, uh, what's the one he had with Steve I, 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 Steve I Martin? Steve, what was that movie? Nimbus, oh. Nimbus, or Nim- Norbit? Talking about both things. Oh, or, that's it. Or Bullfinger. That, no, that's Norman. It. Norman. Either one of them has some Ugh. funny shit in there, though. Yeah. Was okay, wait, wait, wait. So you said, uh, hold on, Mike. Are you saying Bullfinger was bad? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying oh. even the movies that aren't, I would say, are not universally considered okay, his okay. top tier. There's people that will argue with you, like, yo, that's those. Are, they're cult classics. Like they are classic movies. It's funny shit. I can watch those movies. Uh, same with Nutty Professor. Yeah, the uh, first one was okay. Even the, the ones one, that was horrible. Yeah. There's still some funny shit in the movies. Just, it's just too much. But it was still some funny shit in there, man. Eddie is cl- is just hilarious to me. Boomerang. Ain't even really a comedy per se. Classic, man. Except Harlem for when Nights. you... Now, when you... Yeah, Harlem Nights. But except for when you get into some of his newer... You know... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's the one? Pl- Pl- Pluto Nash. I ain't never even seen that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, was it Dave? Or Dave? Dave. Oh, Dave. man. Eddie. Yes. A thousand words. Uh, I actually kind of, I, I, I saw that one actually. It was terrible. But Eddie, yeah, Eddie, I mean, he got a, he got a list of whack ones, but he gets a pass because he don't put in so much work. We'll, if it's good, we'll go see it. If it's trash, we won't, but we won't hold it necessarily hold it against him. Like, because if Eddie said, "Yo, I'm going on stand up tomorrow," sold out. Yep, that's true. Everybody, <laughs> that's true. everybody, or somebody. Well, this is a good Eddie movie. You know, he did with Dream Girls or something. When he want to do it, get it really popping. We he he's we give him that. That's Eddie Murphy. Like to me, he's just as funny as just that. When he was on something a few years ago, and he just got up there and started talking for a little bit. I can't help but laugh just when he speak because he's just funny to me. Like, there's something funny about that dude, man. He's, he'll make me laugh and shit. But, but anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Louis, so, Louis C.K., some of these, these cats ain't on that level. And they know it. They don't, and they don't pretend to be. I don't think they pretend to be either, but cats be hyping them up a little too heavy. I'll try to be like, eh. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I was at a Kinko's once, you know, picking up some things, and a few of the employees were standing around arguing with each other over the greatest of all time. Think about that phrase. Stand-up comics. And these guys like, nah, man. Louis C.K., nah, man. And there was someone else they were mentioning, like Dane Cook or some unfunny shit like that. Oh, my God. I'm like, I said, said, fellas, let me help you out here. (laughs) 
your argument starts and stops prior Carlin a one one a everything else after that is up for grabs. And see, oh yeah, <sighs> yeah yeah. I, and, and I'm not even I I never named Carlin, but I respect like I know the work and I understand the pedigree. So I would I can agree with that. Like I mean I don't know his shit like that, but I understand like I've seen he been around and he been putting it down, and I see how people respect it that I could give it up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not against like giving people they 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 respect and props because I understand it. But yeah, these them cat the Dane Cooks and all that man, it's just flashing the pan type cats, man. They're not they don't have the body. And they don't have the, just, the, again, the cross-the-board classics that anyone could name some shit. Like, I would put Chris Rock up there because he got some shit. Some, somebody, what's a Chris Rock, Rock joke? Oh, niggas versus niggas. Or, <laughs> but, but he's got shit, but we all know. And shit be, is legitimately funny. Like, he done put it down. He had been in movies and stuff. So he would be, to me, the last of who I would personally consider one of the like the real kings of comedy, like that ep- upper echelon. And he would be the one of the, the the younger, the newer people that I would, you know what? Yeah, he'd go up there, you know. He, he would oh, be yeah, in that group. Oh, yeah. um, can, I, can I say this too? People were saying that <clears throat> if Richard Pryor was around in these days, he would never be a star because he was so edgy and blah, blah, blah. Can I... Tell anybody who says, shut the fuck up. Y'all know what y'all talking about. Thank you. Because Richard Pryor was in films where he was not allowed to be edgy. And try to tell me he wasn't funny. Please try to tell me he wasn't funny. Yeah. In Brewster's Million, in uh, Stir Crazy, in Silver Street. Come on now. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'll give you Stir Crazy and Silver Street. Brewster's Millions, yeah. Hey, he was still real. He was still fun, kind of funny. <laughs> the toy. <laughs> oh, the toy was bullshit. Come oh, on, man. See, I, uh, busting loose. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> but but he wouldn't be a star. That's when Rich was on. He was, was he was just getting his checks. I'm not mad at him, but you know, I heard Richard Pryor think which way is up. Yeah, there you go. That's that Richard. Was, that was glad. The Mac. See, to me, the Mac. And he wasn't even being. It wasn't even like being funny, but he just had that authenticity about it, where it's like you could put him in anything. You know. I was see like to me those movies were like Superman three, like that was just Rich getting his check. I, thank you, that's all it was. But that's I could see like it was just you know so he was just watered down like yo let me just get this bag. They want my name on here. I could be the big draw. But he wasn't like killing it. But he had already put so much work in that you let him have a pass on that. It's like oh man, let Rich do his thing, man. Go ahead get that. Go ahead and get that back. Get that superhero money. <laughs> Like, what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> but there would be, see, to me, that would be today, like, if they put Kevin Hart in a Marvel movie, you would be like, what the fuck? Now, for some people, they would go with it. But for me personally, he ain't put in the work. Now, he has put in the work, I'm not going to lie. But it don't resonate enough for me where I would give that a pass. I wouldn't give Marvel a pass on that. I'd be like, are you fucking serious? I can't remember how people took Richard being in Superman 3 at the time. Like, if they took that serious or that was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because I remember that followed Superman 2, which was a dope-ass movie. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, I don't know what that shit is. Wild. But he was the man. But Rich was the biggest. It was probably one of the biggest box office draws at that time. So again, on paper, they was like, shit. <laughs> 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 but he get Richard Pryor up in there, bucking his eyes, and get with Christopher Reeve. Get this money. That's just funny. Superhero movies come a long way, boy. They was pulling that kind of move. Yeah, let's get Cat Williams in the Iron Man 4. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a no. Uh, I would go see that, though. <laughs> I'd be like, why? Well, actually, no, Cat Williams is dope, though. He would probably play it straight. Because he actually can act. Well, you did all right in that, that episode of Atlanta this yeah, season. Yeah, you could do so. Just um, real quick, this leads me to Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. Oh, the bombs away tour. <laughs> Listen, man. Every Now, I will say this. You haven't really done your thing. If you're a performer, if you haven't been <clears throat> booed at some point. Or, exactly. You know. You're going to catch it. Everybody, everybody slips. Yeah. Everybody. It's just that it's it's odd that you see somebody that's at the position that she's in do that. But I I can only imagine, you know, you can get elevated so fast now. And not to say she haven't been doing her thing for many years, but when you get pushed up so quickly through the ranks and you haven't and you're a com you know, comedian and you haven't solidified your craft on that level where you can deal with any circumstance, you kind of going to be exposed. You know, it's the same way with a lot of these so-called singers. A lot of them haven't really perfected their voice and craft, but they had a hit and a couple hits and they get to the, you know, a big position and then the sound goes out mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, well you're just going to have to just sing. You know what I'm saying? Do your natural shit. A lot of them don't have no natural thing. <laughs> so they would get just the same type of ah, or you're a rapper and yo, you just been and then the oh man, the, oh, the, the, man. the sound system don't work. The DJ the, the things don't know no electricity so you're just gonna have to freestyle it. Uh, y'all niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Where the where the mo at, my nigga? You know that's what they're gonna have to pull that same car because they don't have the they ain't really perfected their shit yet and they just been elevated up there. So when they just all the all the tricks are gone and it's just pure talent, that's what happens. In my opinion, that's what happened with her. You know, now she has. I give her credit that she has the smarts to play it properly. She fell on the sword. And took that L. She didn't try to come back and blame it on nobody else. Or, oh, y'all just tripping you. She took that L. I forgot my jokes. She took that humble role. So you couldn't help but love her for that. Oh, you know what? She did. That's okay, baby. You know, so she played it properly. I give her props on that. But to me, that was a that was one of those things where some of these cats have been elevated somewhat before their time. And if everything ain't in place, that shit have crumbled. And that's kind of what I saw happen. She, probably, she wasn't as seasoned as some of these other comedians. And when it was like, oh, shit, kind of forgot my joke or 
I had this whole thing memorized, the script. I kind of forgot the script. What do I do? If you're not actually naturally funny and really know how to, you know, then you, yeah, you're going to fall on your ass. And that's, that's what happened. That's what I saw to me. Uh, Ampu, what'd you think? I think you're right about that. Uh, my, my point is, is that she did handle the response to it, but during it, because I saw the video, she's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. You can see it was breaking her just a little bit. And I ain't mad at that. But uh, to your point about, you know, uh, being prepared and not having the game right or not being, uh, um, you know, being prepared and, you know, knowing how to handle the situation, I remember I just, just recently saw there was a video clip of Miss Patti LaBelle. She was supposed to be singing This Christmas. And her teleprompter went out, and the background singers weren't there, and she and she didn't get flustered and whatnot. I will find a video. It is probably the most entertaining two minutes you'll ever see. She out there doing these ad libs. She's singing her ass off, mm-hmm. and she's calling everybody out like, "Where's my background singer? I would sing this right, but ain't the teleprompter there?" And you just laughing at the whole thing, even though it's a complete disaster. And it does speak to the older generation who, you know, going through, we bring this back to Prince, rehearsing. So you know what you're supposed right. to do. You know how to handle these situations. You having your A&R people, you having your, your stage performance people that got you um, ready for, unfortunately, a situation like that and being able to, you know, I wouldn't say stay on cold, but stay in the game, not get flustered and be able to handle that and still look like a star. Because I'm quite sure after that, because over with Patty LaBelle, everybody got fired. <laughs> everybody got it. I'm sure heads rolled backstage. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I mean, but again, if you find, I'll, I'll look for the video, but if you see it, it is so entertaining through this disaster. And Patty is a master of the game. She's been doing yeah. it for a minute. Season. <clears throat> Season. That's the thing. If somebody's, if you'd have saw Mike Jack, Michael Jackson, and if, oh, Mike, the power one, I mean, all the playback, is, something got corrupted. No problem. Just turn my mic on. <laughs> and he, you know, he just used his voice. Damn, I'm not alone. Come on. He'd make a whole beat out yeah, there. Yeah, he, he, and people would be all in, and he'd do it. Even in his early, in his later years, when he really wasn't really singing, he still could have got there. It was still been like, you know, even like a Prince or something. Oh man, Prince, oh, something happened, man. The com- all the computers is crashed, but you're like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Have my acoustic guitar. Let me go. Yeah, even if he couldn't. Say, I mean, he just could have, you know what I mean? <laughs> he just got it. Well, you got him kind of mixed up there. Yeah, you know. Oh, we, oh, we. He could have did whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he can get up Because I've seen him do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. he's a, a real a real one. Even some of these rappers who, oh, they got real bars. Like, they can just rap off the top of their head. And can just flow. We don't need no beat, uh, whatever. But yeah, there's not that many. Even again, the same with these comedians or whatever it is. Some of them just have that real talent, and they've worked on it so hard. 
they understand it. And they can, there's the ones that you see in the comedians where they be like, you know what? I'm just going to talk some shit on the people in the audience for the next 15 minutes. You right there with the bit of it and just go in and have people dying, you know, or they say, give me a time, give me something to talk about. And they just start going in. Those are the ones that be on the road all the time. They don't put in so much work. So it don't matter what audience they front of. They can flip their shit to whatever audience. Oh, I'm only a white crowd tonight. No problem. <laughs> I'm in the hood. No problem. <laughs> but some of these cats, they if if you know if it's just shuck and jive type jokes, and it only gonna work in certain people. Uh, it wasn't that funny. You corny. Yeah. So I, again. I give shout out to Tiffany Haddish. She's doing her thing, but you just have to you have to be able to tighten your game up. This a learning that's a learning thing for her to be able to say, okay, yeah, that ain't gonna happen again. Let me get my shit tight. But big sexy, you were gonna say something. Uh, why did what happened to make Tiffany's show go sideways in the first place? Though, I mean, I saw some of the clip where she was just like standing there talking, like, "Hey, girl, hey, shit, fuck it." I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. So did she just forget? She had like a dry spot on the stage. What happened? Good question. I think she might have just forgotten the jokes. I know she said she forgot some jokes. I think for a lot of those guys, it's so much sort of scripted. And like, if I can't, if I skip A, B, and I have to just start at D, if I skip at A, B, C, and I just, and I forgot all of those three parts, I don't know how to start at D. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. If I did A, B, then damn, I just forgot C and D joke. How do I get to the next one? Fuck, I, that throws my whole thing off. I can't, I can't do this. Oh. You know, I think that's kind of where they get to. And again, I don't know if that's just they're not practiced enough or if they just ain't confident enough to just go off the dome. Well, a lot of people, know. a lot of people who have tasted success as a stand-up i mean tasted think it's really easier than it looks and it ain't Not you yet. know because when, when you do stand-up you ain't got nothing to hide behind you don't have a co-star you don't have dancers you don't have a dj it's you so if it goes sideways you got to be prepared to deal with it because i remember seeing a lot of stand-ups you know they'll stand in the mirror do it over do it over do it again do it again take it out to the small clubs work on it Okay, that didn't hit. Take it out of the set. And all these things. And I don't know if she's put in that work yet, primarily because of her own schedule. Because right. she's in every movie damn near nowadays. Right. So maybe she hasn't had time to really you know, devote to that. And that's understandable. But if you're going to get out there on that stage, you have to be ready. Yeah, and that's probably, and you probably hit the nail on the head. That's probably what it is. She's got so many other things going on. And she probably was like, oh yeah, I can go in here and do this. Let me get this bag. It's New Year's Eve. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm Tiffany Haddish. I, yeah. And <laughs> you know, that wake up call in front of everybody and you realize, shit, I didn't really rehearse this shit right. What do I do? You start to become a you know, deer in the headlights. And the thing is, it probably happens a little more than we know, but because she's high profile and everybody got camera phones, you know. That's gonna be all over the nets, boy. That shit hit, hit the net quick, and they had people in there ready to clown and stuff. So you know. That's and I also heard that it it just wasn't funny. Like 
her material was bombing mm. on top of forgetting. Oh, yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Um, again, I wasn't there, but maybe she thought she could just walk out there and do a lot of the things that she's been known for doing in her films and thinks that will just, you know, satisfy that audience. Well, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. And comedy, like, certain comedy, hard. yeah, certain comedy audiences, they're not forgiving. Most of some of these, they go out there and they just clapping right when you walk out <laughs> and everything. <laughs> But some of them, some of these black com- comedian audiences, they ain't, they ain't with that shit. This nigga ain't fun. So, what do you think about that one, y'all? No. Uh, <laughs> and ain't nobody laughing. Oh, they didn't give me the courtesy laugh. Shit. And, then, <laughs> and again, you know, we'll tell you if it ain't funny. Like that ain't it, bitch. Like I you didn't get the courtesy laugh. I paid, I paid big money. You get funny, man. You know, when somebody screamed that from the back, you know, oh, they hold me accountable to this. This New Year's Eve, we paid money to come see this. That's why I'm saying, you get in front of the wrong audience, they're going to go in on you. Actually, again, she probably was playing to a black audience, her base, and it was New Year's Eve. They done paid a lot of money to get their hairs done, their clothes. They want to have a good time, and you ain't coming with it. They'll let you know. That's why I said there was a lot of people there that was ready to clam. There was that one brother. He was right up there in front of the stage, had this camera up. This bitch ain't even funny, y'all. And you could tell she saw him. Like, I know that hit her. Like, damn, he's clowning. They don't do this at the such and such. But this ain't the such, you know. Black comedy, comedic, comedy people know that certain audiences, they ain't playing. I mean, you've seen some of the more extreme videos where they get the heckling heavy at the comedian on stage if they ain't hitting and get damn near arguing with them. Well, fuck you, nigga. Bitch, you ain't funny. You ain't funny, nigga. So I, and she might not have been ready, you know. Like, I, I thought I was a star. Y'all weren't supposed to treat me like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't. <laughs> bitch, I spent thirty. I spent forty dollars to be here. You gonna get some jokes, goddamn? <laughs> oh, we gonna they gonna be some jokes thrown one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but hey, like I said, she handled it like a champ, though. Gotta do better. That's all. Gotta do better. I know. Uh, uh, Cat Williams tried to tell us. Damn. I'm like in the past two months, Cat Williams low key been redeemed himself. <laughs> Kevin Hart and his dumbass and oh Tiffany Haddish falling off. Actually, you got another one. That one chick he was arguing, well, clowning on the radio. She just got fired. Oh, got fired. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That is right, man. Yeah. That, that was just an L all around with that. Cat Williams just like sipping his with. tea. Yeah, he ain't the fuck. With, you don't fuck with that cat, man. Uh, last thing I mentioned here is uh, I don't have it in front of me, but that video of the McDonald's incident uh, was the white dude was talking to the black girl behind the counter at McDonald's, and he grabbed her by her front of her shirt and pulled her kind of like over the counter and she got the wailing on his head and beating on him uh, and then you see some of the brothers that work there trying to pull her off and uh, they pull her off and I think the manager came out there trying to take his order the guy's order and stuff that video don't went viral that dude has been arrested uh, I he guess needs to be. he said he was asking for a straw 
What? And she didn't want to give him a. She, she was like, the straw's over there. What you, okay, what do you want me to do? No, I want <laughs> you to give me the straw. And that's when the shit just escalated. So he's on his white daddy, I say so? Hey, I get He was on his, I'm abuser. <laughs> and you know what? I'm a, I, I give kudos to the, the young lady because you know, somebody yank you across the counter at your job. She let his ass have it. Like she didn't, she wasn't going to be the weak victim. She was punching in his head, busting him in his head. Uh, so I, I, I salute her, man. Like you have to protect yourself. And none of them other cats in there was trying to pull him off or stop him or nothing. So she had to do what yeah. she had to do, man. You know, she was <laughs> uh, listening to, she, well, fuck nigga. I'm on that shit. I'm on that shit. I was like, shit, she's ready. <laughs> 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 and I was like, that's a damn shame that you know, the young girl was the one ready to put in that work. All them cats were just Agreed. standing around looking stupid. Bunch like, of punks, man. Bunch yeah. of punks. I think they were on a, I ain't messing up my job over this. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Over some damn yeah. burgers and fries. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And, and fuck that manager. What the hell are you doing taking the order? Where where are you at? at not uh, Why are you not saying... Get this person out of here. I'm calling the police on you. So you don't touch my people, man. That, exactly. That's where you, where are you, man? The young lady's the one that called the police. Wow, that's crazy. Now, can now contrast this to um, there was there's this guy who does pranks and he went into a KFC and told one of the oh, cashiers, right. yeah, cashiers that you messing with my you messing with my man, blah blah. blah. So I'm just here to let you know. So and then her manager was right there. She was like, first off, you don't come in here with this mess, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you see this one black girl goes to the back and she comes back with another black girl and they all take off. Oh, hey. <laughs> it was like you. What you want to do? And that's a damn shame. It's the black women that had to have Whoa. the back when you got black men over here in McDonald's over there. Like, well, what should we do? Listen, I, and if that prankster would have pranked and grabbed that one of them sisters over the counter like that, he would have got the beating of his life. Because one thing I will say, these sisters working at these fast food restaurants are not the ones. Because mm. I, there was another video that was actually here in my home, local to me. It was a couple months ago. I don't know if you remember a white dude arguing or started a fight. Sister jumped over the counter and started to whoop his ass. <laughs> he got that work. And I said, yeah, they, you know, you got to think about it, man. These are low-paying jobs. You know, flipping burgers. You know, fry duty. And they already probably like, y'all, you know, why the fuck am I working here? The show ain't going to have nobody talking crazy and putting hands on them. So, yeah, you have, listen, man. First of all, don't put your hands on anybody. But if you're going to act a fool, don't go to the fast food place and do it. Because these, they ain't got nothing to lose. And they damn sure ain't going to be disrespected. <laughs> and they just going to take it. They beating that ass in there. They that's the right one. Those are the right places to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're ready for the for the fuck shit. So you want to play around and act like you, you know. And it's so fortunately he's white. <laughs> that ain't the place, man. Go to the other places and do it because they giving they handing out happy meals at that motherfucker. They they, <laughs> <laughs> they, <ain't, laughs> they like I wish they got there's a there's a 
a, a line item at the far end of the menu says, I wish you would. And that's what you just ordered because they wish you would pop off. They, man. When I see shows like us, <clears throat> things on True TV, shows like Impractical Jokers and these prank type shows, I'm surprised more asses haven't been kicked behind this. Probably have. They just don't want to show it. Because, damn, why, why are you going to fuck with somebody? No, man. Now, for somebody you know, and you, you want to do something to them, that's fine. But when you go to a perfect stranger and start talking greasy and, and I stole that from you, and, and shit gets sideways, you can get what you get. Yeah, man. People be, people be, you know, they on their jobs, man. They not going to go I here for, for a lot. That, I mean, it's a, unfortunately, it's, unfortunately, a lot of cops is like that. Some of them ain't, but some of them are. Some of them is like, oh, I wish you would say something stupid. Because I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to fire off. <laughs> so that's what you got. People on their jobs, man. Everybody should be treating people with respect because nice people are mad because they working or whatever they got going on. And they ain't trying to hear it. You know, they, they, they're ready to be triggered, man. Like, and you might think it ain't that serious. Like, yeah. I don't, but, the, but again, this dude was all the way wrong. He's, he was mad about a goddamn straw. And the fact you that he thinks straw, man, he can pull a woman and put hands on a woman over a straw. That's why really everyone in that store should have beat his ass. Like them, them dudes should have ran over there and stomped him. What the fuck are you doing? Get your hand off the system, man. Like, but, you know, I don't know. Unfortunately, I think some of these newer cats, younger cats, man, I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's just I don't know, man. Like you allow so many people to say something crazy to you over time, where you just don't really think it's that serious. But it is actually very serious, and it's not it's not a good look at all, man. Like you know, that's that's whack as fuck, man. But anyway, we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. (laughs) We're gonna wrap it up. But when we have our barbecue. And you ask ask for a straw, and you don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> Kanisa, where's the straw at? I don't have one. <laughs> please, please believe me. <laughs> we coming to get you. Yeah, it ain't. We ain't the ones for that. They leave that shit foolishness somewhere else. We gonna pull up out of the little red Corvette <laughs> and go house quick upside your head. Exactly. Put the foot down on the one. (laughs) And if you have to ask what it was, it was Aftershock. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. Face down. uh, (laughs) That's that's ridiculous. All right. uh, Big Sexy and Sack, where can I find you online? Oh, I can be found at Twitter under WSE Mark, Facebook under Mark Wiggins, and Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2, the number 2. All right. And Pooh, and also I wanted to ask you, man, what's going on with the Q&A? Q&A, we'll be back this weekend. We got okay. something uh, planned, doing some uh, year in review and talking some personal stuff because, you know, Uh-oh. Mariah has a trash-ass love life. Oh! Man, that's like actually that. a segment because we, yes, that's actually a segment we have. She hates it, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She was uh, like, let's talk about you and your marriage. I was like, yes, no, don't do that. Don't do okay, that. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and at Pooh, and then, like Mike said, on YouTube at the QA. All right. And check us out at podcastjuice.net. Also, you can find the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and probably some of the other ones out there that I'm not too aware of. But definitely subscribe to us there. And if you check us out on YouTube, just look up uh, uh, Prince Podcast, actually. But definitely hit the subscribe and check us out over there. And also go to our website now. We have a gear section so you can buy different t-shirts and things of that nature so definitely check that out and support us and like i always say work it like a job we'll see you next time peace